Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we thank you, Father God, for this this opportunity to be able to come together as a, as a type of an electronic ecclesia. We just praise you, Father, for the days that we're in right now. Um, I personally don't understand why things seem to be getting a little bit slow, um, you know, apocalyptically speaking across the world. But I do understand that the bird pangs can go up and down. And Father, we're just staying at, at a, a, in a watchful state, and we continue to seek you, and we pray, Father, that you will draw us in closer, uh, that every that all the time that we are able to uh, spend in the secret place of the Most High on our knees, seeking you out. Father, we just pray that you will continue to pour out your Holy Spirit gift of faith and love and discernment upon us, that we will continue forward to be able to draw in and just in, and be able to also derive a little bit of joy in days that are so dark that it is very difficult to, to, to derive such. But yet at the same time, Father, we understand that we are to be the light of the, and, the, and the love of this world, the salt, and, and, our, and, and to touch people's lives with our testimony. And we just praise you, Father, for this opportunity. We don't understand the things that are happening. We don't understand a lot of times the chastening and the various trials, tribulations, and things that we end up having to go through as part of our refiner's fire. But yet at the same time, we look back on those things as they have affected us over the years and we say, wow, it is amazing. And we realize what a glorious thing it was for us to have to have gone through those things to be able to be brought to the place that you have brought us thus far. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that the holy fire of God will surround around about each one of us and will surround our, our dwelling places, that warrior angels, very large, powerful warrior angels will be standing guard uh, outside of our homes, Father, that it will protect our children and protect, protect our loved ones. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will send, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we pray that you will send a platoon of warrior angels that, on a search and destroy mission into our lives to ferret out any attempts of the darkness to come against us, to place these, enemy, uh, these enemies of the kingdom on, uh, under arrest, to strike them deaf, blind, and dumb, and cast them into the pit. We declare the fire of God to weld the pit shot and to burn them in the screaming agony in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus to seal the pit for only the Lamb of God 
can break the seals. Father, we thank you for your divine protection. We praise you for this opportunity once again to come together and give you all the glory. We stand at the ready. We watch the things that are happening across the world. We're, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next. We just give you all the glory, Father. We thank you for every opportunity that you have given us and your grace to, to just draw in a little bit closer maybe become just a wee bit more purified in our in our in our struggle to walk that narrow path and to reach a better or higher level of sanctification in your presence in Jesus name we pray and thank you father god amen Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was just having a conversation with Sister uh, Sister Nancy, who helps, you know, with the guests, you know, and it's just an unbelievable amount of help. And Sister Vera, of course, you know, and, and also Mary Lee continuing to help out with the news, that, which is, you know, again, words cannot describe how important it is. Uh, but I was having a conversation with Sister Nancy uh, because, you know, things, um, you know, really, uh, it, I don't know, it, it bothers me when things seem to get a little bit, you know, quieter. I don't like it. Um, and it, and it does. I've, I've, I've seen the progression over the last several shows and, um, you know, which spans a couple of weeks of time. And, you know, uh, we have now France joining Denmark, joining the United Kingdom, joining other uh, 
uh, you know, uh, locations across the world and countries that are dropping all of their COVID restrictions, which I think is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a good thing that, you know, any victory against the forces of darkness and this incredible bioweapon attack against mankind, this eugenics attack that is from the bowels of hell. You know what? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for for that victory. Uh, You know, even if it even if it does turn out to be a bit short lived or a little bit late and um, certainly many, many have suffered, uh, you know, and I've I've been open and honest about, you know, things that the people in my lives life that was in my life that have been affected, including death. Uh, And, um, you know, and uh, we just got to keep the joy of Jesus in us. We just got to keep on going. But anyway, I was having this conversation with uh, Nancy, and uh, I was like, well, I guess tonight's going to kind of like be a show about, it'll be like the old Seinfeld episode, you know, a show about nothing. You know, I'm not talking about, now, Sister Elaine is always interesting and fat and just absolutely one of our, you know, just wonderful, wonderful guests. Um, but I'm talking about, you know, it's like when I look at the news and I and I see the things that are happening, you know, it's one thing if the birth pangs are getting, you know, looks like our Heavenly Father induced labor and we're getting closer and closer to that big moment. Moment, uh, you know, and and yeah, yeah, yep. Things, you know, we do definitely anticipate things that get exceedingly ugly, very, very hard to deal with. You know, pro- possibly power outages, even ground-based nuclear bombs going off. Uh, some of the stuff that was seen by Sarah Manet in 1979, uh, you know, the Cascadia subduction zone, the uh, you know, uh, 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 mega tsunami and mega earthquake for the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we're, we're watching, of course, for North Korea to flip out and sink a, a United States aircraft carrier. Uh, you know, we've the list that we have of things that are apocalyptic that, that are queued up right now that are teed up that you know are are seemingly endless. We haven't even come to the point um, where um, you know the Dmitry Dudeman uh, civil war event occurs and the cent- it breaks out in the central center part of the United States of Babylon the Great and then spreads outward. Um, and interestingly, there was another uh, prophet of the Lord who uh, is from a group that I don't follow for very good reason. And uh, but this particular uh, prof- prophetic vision that this individual was given supported the Dimitri Dudeman, you know, he saw it as a giant X across the United States uh, that looked, you know, to him it was like gunpowder, a big X across the U.S. with It was gunpowder. And he said that it ignited in the center part of the X and then it started to spread out, you know, in all directions and all that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so, you know, that and you got the David Wilkerson uh, visions and stuff that, uh, you know, they haven't come true. It, it sure seemed like it when the BLM stuff was going on in midtown Manhattan. It sure, it kind of seemed like a little bit of it was going on with the Macy's break in. But that turned out to be a whole lot of nothing by by comparison to what David Wilkerson had seen, which was a total ransacking on almost pretty much every floor of Macy's. So uh, I knew immediately that that was not a fulfillment of the Wilkerson vision. Praise God. Uh, but But, you know, we have all these things queued up and we're, but yet at the same time from a from a birth birth pang standpoint um you know it it, it 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 it's it's confusing because you know you've got austria getting ready to levy taxes and levy very significant fines into the 3600 euro uh range up to uh, uh upon their uh the people that live there and then um and then you've got uh france now j- jumping on the the if you will the no more covid lockdown no more COVID mass, no more COVID, nothing. It's just an endemic. It's a normal virus. It's a flu. We're not going to worry about it. So you got France, Denmark, the United Kingdom, other states that are uh, considering jumping on that bandwagon. So again, it appears uh, that my prediction, and I, you know, I, I didn't, pre- I did definitely didn't predict it, predict it 
to happen exactly like this, but I did predict that whatever was whatever would ultimately end up happening as far as COVID and how COVID was treated in the United States, Babylon the Great, that my prediction was that other countries would follow suit. And, you know, eventually. Um, now, we still got the um, the Klaus Schwab uh, New World Order, um, uh, you know, con- utterly, absolutely controlled countries like Australia, Austria, Canada is, uh, you know, Trudeau is, I'm not even going to go there. But, um, you know, we still got that stuff going on. But, you know, it just stands to reason that given enough time, probably – what we'll see is this this current trend uh, growing until it uh, you know takes over, and and uh, then we'll start to see you know Australia drop their stuff, New Zealand drop their stuff, you know, and um, maybe even Austria and stuff. I, I assume Austria is kind of a dark country, so you got to watch out for Austria. But anyway. Um, so, and if you live there, don't 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 get don't take me wrong. Now, I mean, it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world, as far as you know, the the you know the Bavarian Alps and and just the whole thing is just absolutely incredibly gorgeous. But yeah, I mean, it's got a long history of some pretty dark stuff. And anyway, so anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So I thought, you know, given all this stuff, I so I have this conversation. I'm kind of like you know with Sister Nancy um, about uh, you know the fact that. Um, <laughs> you know, I said, I said, you know, what well, I said, you know, she, we were talking, we we're going back and forth about, you know, guests and challenges with guests. And, you know, there's all kinds of challenges. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, you know, all kinds of things. Some, some of them have challenges, you know, dialing phone numbers and internationally, and that's okay. You know, not, this is not something that everybody does. You know, a lot of people spend their whole lives into their 50s, 60s, whatever, older even, uh, and have never dialed an international phone number. And so, you know, and they don't know what tools are available, blah, 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 and that kind of stuff. And it goes on and on. So we were talking a little bit about the gas and everything. And I said, I was kind of a little bit frustrated because this reminds me of the phases that we, that tribulation now has gone through in the past, particularly when we were approaching the Trump uh, 2016 election uh, moment, and um, you know, uh, I used to joke around back then. Well, maybe we should change the name of the program from Tribulation Now to Tribulation Maybe, Tribulation Someday, Tribulation Might Happen, Tribulation What What Happened. You know, I mean, uh, maybe we should change all the URLs and just you know put a surprised look of a some guy you know befuddled on the front page of the website going, what happened? Um, but anyway. Um, so I, I said to Sister Nancy, it, you know, I was going back and forth with text, message, text messages, and I said, what I really need you to do is go get some good end time stuff happening. There's nothing going on. I, I have nothing to talk about. France just joined the United Kingdom and Denmark, and they're dropping all coronavirus restrictions. I said, tonight's show is about absolutely nothing, just like the Seinfeld series. <laughs> and she laughed. She's like, you know, she's laughing. She said, a show about nothing. And I said, exactly. And then she goes, well, you know, she's like, we're going on our ninth year since we've been doing this, uh, you know, uh, since, you know, since she's been contributing and helping out with the, the you know, coordinating guest. Uh, and she goes, how much longer, Lord? Um, love is long suffering. This is the longest suffering ever, ever. Been watching for Jesus to return since I was 20 years old and I'm almost 50 now. So I go out and I. 
I go out and I get a picture of this big red and uh, white uh, chill pill. Uh, it actually says on the side of a chill pill, and I, I snapshotted the picture, and I dumped it up into the messenger and sent her the picture of the chill pill. And then she goes, ha, ha. And then I responded back to her, and I said, Hal Lindsey, line three, he's asking for you. So for those of you who know, you know, the late great planet Earth thing, then you totally understand where I was coming from with that. Anyway, so she said, I will now take the call. Thank you, um, you know, Bear Secretary. And I said, ha ha, and that kind of thing. And she said, then she says, um, I got a better way, um, you know, I got a better way to leave this planet than a rocket ship. Beam me up, Jesus. And she has this little, you know, one of those little, you know, animated gifs of some guy like beaming up into the sky. And um, I said, uh, nope. Nope, nope, you're stuck. You're going to die here on Earth of boredom. And she says, well, that's totally unacceptable. Totally. And I said, wait just a minute. There's a call coming in from the throne room, line seven. Here's the message. Tough bananas. (laughs) And then she said, hey, then I'm back to my original thought. And I said, yes, yes, right this way to the, to the wailing and gnashing of teeth room where they will be serving sour pusso kraut. <laughs> she, she says, wait a minute, what happened to your tears? What, what happened to I've seen your tears and I will answer you prayers. And I said, oh, I said, oh, that'll happen in the, in the new millennium. <laughs> Anyway, so I thought you would get a kick about that. We we got to smile about something as we're waiting for whatever, you know, deep state thing or whatever they're going to, you know, we know, we know more stuff is coming. We know it's teed up. We just don't know how long we're going to have to wait be- between the birth pangs. And I certainly would have been a person if somebody was to put a voting sheet in front of me and, and it had like little circles to put it, you know, do you vote that? After the pandemic or the the pandemic and the bioweapons attack and, and this horrible, you know, uh, you know, bioweapon followed by a bioweapon, which is a vaccine, but, you know, all this creepy, weird, horrible stuff. You know, would I think that for a second, you know, the January 6th absolute, you know, uh, agent provocateur inspired and false flag event is what it was. It was a coordinated false flag event with a lot of people getting paid off big time. And, of course, people that, you know, followed along with it, you know, kind of unwittingly because there's always we're sheep, right? We're sheep. We do that. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, but no, total a total setup. And, you know, there's still people in jail. I could I, go on. You could do like two shows back to back on nothing but January 6th and forget about it. I, it to me, it's boring now. But but anyway, um, but when you look at all of the things that have happened thus far and you see how there was this big buildup, you know, the Antifa stuff, the Black Lives Matter stuff, the, the, the absolute desecration and destruction of uh, several major West Coast and central United States cities, um, uh, you know, burnings and people being killed. Uh, there was one uh, uh, supposedly prayer warrior that was a Trumpanian, uh, tr- tr- whatever you want to call him, uh, whatever, and uh, that was at one of the uh, I think it was uh, Portland event. And somebody just walked up and capped him right in the head, and he dropped over dead. So, I mean, there, we've been through a lot of stuff, really, when you think about it over the last couple of years. I mean, it's just been absolutely horrific. And then you've got this uh, buildup, you know, supposed buildup of the Ukraine thing going on with Russia. And, of course, we've known that the forces of darkness and the global satanic um, you know, crime syndicate has been hard, 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 hard at work trying desperately over the last couple of years to, you know, uh, to poke the bear, to poke Russia and to force them into a war situation. And that's been going on like 
forever. Um, so, you know, and, you know, so it, it, when you look at the entire portfolio of evil, dark, global satanic crime syndicate events that have been taking place over the last couple of years and how the Lord did, in fact, allow these things, a lot of, well, in all of them, really, to occur. Um, you know, I'm not saying that the, our Heavenly Father had, you know, a direct hand in any of it, but when he does lift his hand, hands of protection, uh, when he lifts the protection of the, of the throne room of God away from uh, any place, any place, the entire earth for that matter, uh, then Satan can do pretty bad things, and it ultimately becomes a judgment of the Father. All right, so, um, you know, so again, we're still, you know, I, I, if somebody was to give me that little, you know, here, put a little pencil, number two pencil circle on, on your vote, I would be, I would have been voting for there's no way, absolutely no way the forces of darkness, we'll just call them the forces of darkness, would allow the progress that they have made over the last couple of years through all of this incredibly sickening evil that has been occurring, I, you know, I would have voted no. I, I, would, I would have voted absolutely not. There's no way the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate would allow this much progress to have been made and then to back off. Okay, so that, you know, so my normal, I would be like General Wesley Clark. I would be voting with him that there has to be some kind of a black swan event. Some, and so I had one person say, well, what's a black swan event? I said, well, think of it like a false flag, but it's a really big event that occurs, that's orchestrated, that causes um, an, an, an intended end result. You know, it's kind of like a type of order out of chaos, except it's targeted toward the prevention of something or the distraction away from something from happening. For example, a black swan event would be like the Ukraine breaking into a major war situation, uh, you know, right before the midterm elections in the United States of Babylon the Great. And then... Then, of course, the shape-shifting reptilian Biden administration and, and, you know, these creepy, crawly, sickening entities that are running this country, you, 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 they would, of course, come up with some sort of a lame, inex- unacceptable and unlawful reason why uh, that particular, you know, war action or police action or whatever they would call it over in the Ukraine re- would require there to be some sort of a postponement or hold off on the midterm elections. That would be a black swan event where they would create an event, you know, uh, orchestrate it. Be, you know, build it re- really, build it up super duper, duper high. Pull out some kind of uh, you know war acts, uh, you know amendment or some kind of you know John Warner 2007 Defense Authorizations Act. Pull out some line from that and say, well, under these circumstances, we're going to, you know, we're going to hold off on the midterm elections. You know, that would be a black swan event. So that would, you know, of course, I would be on General Wesley Clark's side. I would say to myself, how, how in the world would could you, it's just un- infeasible. It is absolutely unbelievable that the that the again the global satanic crime syndicate would would make so much progress, make billions of dollars of investments on a global level, orchestrate all of this evil to the level that they they have done so. All of the false flags, all of the false imprisonments, the the the, the completely forged and um, stolen election situation, the fake you know. Uh, uh, Oh, the whole thing that that just it just goes on and on and on and on. There aren't enough radio shows to cover all of the evil that's happened in the last couple of years. And then 
And then to come to a place where you're looking over these things, because that's, you know, I always look at things from the ISS space station. I refuse to get myself into the weeds. When you get yourself down into the weeds, you can't tell you that you're in the jungle. You need to be able to see that you're in the jungle. You need to be able to see over the top of the canopy of the jungle to see that the Pacific Ocean is on the other side of Chile and Peru. Okay, and, and if that's not high enough, you really need to get yourself up into the ISS space station and look down over the earth and say, oh, wait. And if you really want to get a pretty good idea of what's going on, you really want to see it from the throne room. You really want to have a, a pretty good feeling of where our Heavenly Father's heart is, um, which, of course, is revealed in the scripture. Um, you've, you ought to have or hopefully do have some sort of a reasonable understanding of the New Testament and the different things that Jesus warned us about. They should be queued up. Uh, hopefully you have some sort of a reasonable list of believable uh, prophetic events that align to the scripture. So you have those queued up uh, and then watching what's going on. And so when you analyze the portfolio of events that have occurred over the last couple of, of years, one would have to draw the conclusion that God definitely, our Heavenly Father, definitely uh, had induced labor, uh, that the labor was going to continue, uh, that there wouldn't be an interruption. It would only get worse. Uh, we saw the smallpox, you know, attempt to come against the world with, uh, you know, with whatever that thing Gates, golly, what is he? That whole waving his hand and I can't. Oh man, it's just enough. To, I, I just, you know, where's the epicac? I mean, I really sometimes I just wish I had some epicac so I could just get it out of my system and never see that face again. I, I, I purposely click off. If I see Fauci's face, if I see Gates's face, if I see any of these entities, I just click it off. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a commercial, or YouTube, whatever. If I'm flipping through this or flipping through that or looking for a funny cat or dog, you know, YouTube just to get. Some good laughs or whatever, you know, but I don't want to see them. They make me nauseous. Anyway, so um, you know, when when you look at all of these things, you know, it's it's definitely not like game over kind of a thing, okay, right? We're still on the edge of potentially something really big happening, but we don't know. Our father could, you know, go into this kind of like peace and safety mode. Um, he could go into this, you know, he could. Call an audible. He may have already called the audible, and the audible may be um, allow things to return back to some sort of an semblance of normalcy, allow the midterm elections to go forward. You know, he sends down his angels to kibosh any of the black swan events that they're trying to orchestrate, um, you know, and, 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 and essentially the Republicans come in into the United States of Babylon the Great, um, you know, because our father is, you know, he doesn't want one to perish. So it is quite feasible that he would do things in really, really big bursts, okay? And because every time there's a big burst of apocalyptic stuff going on across the world, more and more people wake up in waves, okay? They wake up in waves. And there's, you know, little mini revivals here, little, you know, that kind of thing. Things, you know, people, people start talking at the different churches, and, you know, more people wake up. Then they start going to Bible studies, and if the Bible studies are holy and righteous, you know, more people get on their knees, you know, and, and the cycle can continue that way. So our Heavenly Father could certainly be doing that, uh, it would not have been my humanly guess as to what would occur, and I really am still kind of looking over my shoulders and wondering what might happen. I don't know. Okay, because we, uh, you know, we have our big old list of uh, apocalyptic golf balls teed up on the, uh, you know, kind of like the 19th hole, right? Um, and, uh, you know, and we're wondering what's next, but at the same time, um, 
you know, it's a little bit befuddling to many of us who have been watching these things now for an excess of 10 years, in some cases, excess of 15 years, 20 years, whatever the case may be. Um, but especially in the last 15 years and 10 years with it, with great magnitude and exceedingly high levels of intensity. All right. And when you when you're one of those uh, people that have been around and following all the things that have been going on and yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff, when you when you put that all together in your big toss salad of apocalyptic analysis and you're saying to yourself, okay, what's the probability? And I've talked about this before. What's the probability that we're, you know, that we're going to go into a state of uh, peace and safety for a while? You know, you would have to come to the conclusion, I think reasonably so, that, that if you were qualitatively and analyzing the probability, you would say, well, Given the frequency of the events, given the intensity of the, the events that have occurred, given you know how much latitude the forces of darkness and the global satanic crime syndicate has been given, I must est- estimate that the probability is relatively high that things will continue to get worse. That would have been my guess. That's where I would have put my number two pencil little dot. Okay, right there with General Wesley Clark. Now the, it, it's not, the game's not over. Okay, by any stretch of the imagination, we don't know. I'm, you know, and really my heart is kind of now. I want to be careful about that because I'm, you know, very vulnerable in that area, and a lot of people are. But my heart is really focused on 2024. Now I am highly interested in the midterm elections because that is the point in time where the global Santana, global Santana crime syndicate loses control. And you might say, well, you know, that's only in the United States of Babylon the Great, and I live over here in Ireland, or I live over here in Sweden, or whatever. I live in Australia. Hey, you you know what? I totally get where you're coming from. But in all fairness, uh, you know, and this isn't a matter of pride, I could care a less. I praise God for Philippians 3.20. It says that we are citizens. Our citizenship is in heaven. Praise God. And that's that's it for me. I just want to get out of here. All right. Um, And, um, you know, do the best that I can and maybe, you know, whatever, you know, maybe not get banned to the top of a snowy mountain, some far distant place away from Mount Zion. All right. Praise Jesus. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, with Jesus laughing and kind of chuckling at me, going, I'll be there soon. So, you know, I, I, I don't know, folks. Um, but I will say that um, I think we need to be on kind of like a red alert, you know, kind of like a, uh, you know, really on guard, really, really, really on guard to, to watch and see how things do unfold. Um, uh, see if our Heavenly Father does allow the midterm turnaround. And again, the uh, United States of Babylon the Great and Israel are the two most judged countries in the entire Holy Bible. This is highly likely because our Father, Jesus, e.g., our Father, uh, I am the Father of 1 John 10 30, 1 Timothy 3 16, you know, Jesus, you know, God came down into the earth, was seen by the angels, preached amongst the Gentiles, was taken up, and, you know, that whole thing. I mean, one and same. All right, now, and and, in Revelation, uh, chapter, uh, toward the end of chapter two, uh, sorry, toward the end of chapter three, in the report cards of the seven churches, we see Jesus said, I would rather that you would rather, I, I would rather that you be hot. Or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I am going to vomit you out of your mouth, which is not a good thing, by the way. Okay, so then um, you say to yourself, well, you know, who gets, who should be vomited out of Jesus's mouth? I mean, of 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 all the countries in the world that are that could be hot or cold, but because you're 
lukewarm. The lukewarm ones would be the United States of Babylon the Great. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't think so, and they think they have the most wonderful church and everything like that, and that's fine. I know. I, I get it. Been there, done that. My God puts me everywhere. He puts me all over the place. I get to see things from a bazillion different you know, viewpoints and all that, uh, and, um, and he teaches me stuff and shows me things, and that's fine. Okay, but the but nevertheless, if you were to do a generalized, you know, kind of like a mean analysis of, you know, mathematical mean analysis of where would you put the United States of Babylon the Great on the scale of hot versus cold versus lukewarm, it would be lukewarm. It would clearly be lukewarm. And so would it also be for Israel, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And that is one of the reasons why, the, you know, in Revelation 18, this country is burned from sea to shining sea by submarine-launched, you know, global thermonuclear missiles or, or thermonuclear missiles. All right, praise God. So we already know what the outcome is going to be. We already know pretty much uh, at a high level a good idea what the order of events are likely to be what we don't know is how much of this back and forth back and forth attack wave back off attack wave peace and safety attack wave peace and safety if god is doing if god is using that method a sudden surge of horrific events followed by a period of peace and safety so people can you know get their heads together and then another wave of horrific events followed by a little bit of peace and safety because you know that methodology that tactic would definitely bring and wake up attack waves of people it would be waves of believers across the world that would become awakened in each series of horrific events that were to be unleashed upon the world um, and it may actually end up saving more souls because if the intensity of the horrific attacks against mankind was to increase in a linear manner, it could overwhelm God's constituency, uh, those of whom he has called, uh, but are still in a kind of a lukewarm state and maybe clueless because they're sitting in, in the, in the uh, you know, congregation of uh, churchianity, uh, you know, and maybe they, you know, he, he, our father knows that he's going to wake up more people by doing bursts of horrific events. And then, um, you know, and by doing so, waking up more and more and more. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And for, and for any of us who looks back on our lives and how that our Heavenly Father, you know, woke us up, okay, and at what point, you know, and, and maybe maybe you were like me and you got woken up like a whole bunch of different times, you know. Um, there may have been like one really big event uh, followed by several other events that, you know, kind of gave you a frying pan over the head kind of thing. You know, but, but anyway, the point is it could be an act of mercy. We don't know. We don't know. Okay, and um, you know, I I do have a little bit of sympathy for those out there who have been serving the Lord, uh, you know, in whatever capacity. You know, everybody believes they're a watchman. So everybody that you know, the dogs, the cats, the birds, and the trees, everybody's a watchman. I get it, but I'm just saying that for those who have made their entire ministries uh, and had them revolving around, you know, these doomsday apocalyptic events. To the point where they, you know, that's how they eat. You know, I, I praise God that I have never gone down that that path, and I thank you, Jesus. I have no intention to. I've had this conversation with the Lord many times, and I've I've said, Father, you know that as long as I am able to pay the bills and I'm employed, I will continue to do the radio show. And He knows that I won't renege on that. I will not waver. I mean, believe me, there have been times I wanted to, but I, you know, but I would not do that. No way. I fear God. I would never do that. Um, it's not that I don't screw up. It's it's just that I, you know, go through these periods where I'm just kind of like, oh, man, uh, and it gets a little bit frustrating, but yet we've seen it happen before. 
And there is absolutely no reason why we should think it won't happen again. Now, might something really big and horrific and apocalyptic and doomsday-ish happen between now and the, the midterms, you know, e.g. that black swan event type of thing? Yes, it could happen, but it might not. The whole shift of power could occur in Babylon the Great, and then, um, and then Trump gets reelected in 2024, and then maybe things start to go forward. But we haven't – like I said, we haven't even seen the Civil War th- event yet. That's troubling. You know, when you look at the, when you look at it, it's 2022, 2023, 2024. That's not a lot of time. That is not a lot of time. So, uh, you know, all we can do is just watch, pray, seek the Lord, take advantage of every moment that we have to draw in closer to spend more time in the secret place of the Most High. Um, uh, but on that note. Um, Kids, do you mind if I share that YouTube video with the listening audience? Um, you know, the one with the dog and the cat. <laughs> okay. okay, I figured you guys would say it was all right. Okay, now, kids, is it okay if I leave the one, you know, the F word out of it so it doesn't, like, freak anybody out that's offended by F words? Okay, okay, I thought, I thought you would agree with that. All right, I'm going to leave out the F word. But I'm going to give you the title of a YouTube video that I highly recommend that you take the time to look up, okay? Because you know what? It might be very healthy for you, okay? We're all going through various places in our walk. If you're in Canada right now, you're all up in arms because of all the weirdness that Trudeau is doing in the truck thing and all that kind of stuff. You know, and of course, if you're in any country right now where they're, where they're still continuing to clamp down the evil black walls of the COVID stuff on you, and you're like, I'm not taking that, I'm not taking that, and you know, you, and you, but you can see them coming right at you, then of course, you're going to be up in arms. I mean, you're going to be on the borderline of flipping out. So if you're up in Canada, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this truck thing. Oh, my gosh, Trudeau, I can't believe this is happening. And you're going to be like all over the place. If you're in Austria, you're going to be all over the place. If you're in Australia, you're still going to be all over the place. You're going to be bouncing off the walls because this is coming at you. That's just how it works. Now, if you're in one of the other countries where they're getting rid of all the COVID restrictions, then guess what? You're, you're relaxed. You're like, oh, looks like this is over. Great. Now, me, I want things to move forward no matter what. I certainly don't want to get have to start traveling on airplanes every other, you know, every th- three or four weeks or whatever the case is, because that just sucks balut beyond words. I don't even want to think about that, especially because they'll be making us wear masks and they'll probably mandate through TSA that we do the H, you know, the N95 mask, which are, you know, it's absolute suffocation. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I pray in Jesus' name that that doesn't happen, but, you know, Excuse me, but I'm just going to have to watch, just like all of us, and wait and see. But, kids, is it okay if I share that YouTube video with everybody? All right. All right. This is not something that I normally do on the program. However, with the approval of the kids, I – okay. Easy. Easy. All right. I'm going to share a – it has in the title an F word, and I'm going to help you understand how to fill in the blank for the F word so you can search on this, you know, adequately. Um, because you're going to want to see this video. This may be the most important apocalyptic video you have seen in years. Okay, very, very important. All right, so anyway, so what is it that a dog might do, or a human for that matter might do, if they ate too many baked beans? Okay, and that is your hint for the F word. 
Okay? Are you with me, kids? The F word? Okay, too many baked beans, you might blank. Okay, right, kids? That, that makes sense. Okay, all right. All right, I got you. Okay, so the YouTube video that you need to see, you must watch, is entitled Dog Sleep Blanking Makes Cat Angry. Okay, keep in mind that, you know, baked beans, what happens when a dog eats, you know, that kind of thing. Dog sleep blanking makes cat angry. Okay, type that into YouTube. You'll see a little gray kitty sitting behind his dog with big old floppy ears or, or big old kind of pointy ears. Um, and you need to watch it. Okay, I'm, I'm serious. This, this is vitally important. It, it can, you know, if you've been going through difficult times, if you've been on an emotional roller coaster ride, whatever the case may be, this could be one of the most healthy things that you have seen in a very, very long time. Right, kids? Okay. <laughs> All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And I'm taking a look at the time. I want to get Elena here on time. Thank you, Lord. And because I gave out the uh, the YouTube video thing, I'm going to go ahead and move into the news right away so we can try to get Elena on, uh, on time-ish. Okay. Praise Jesus. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Game over. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I promised I was going to go ahead and read this. This is actually um, the section under criticism for Klaus Schwab. Okay, that's K-L-A-U-S space S-C-H-W-A-B. Now, and it's got, you know, all this stuff about him and all, you know, whatever. But anyway, he's like kind of like one of the head guys with the whole, you know, World Economic Forum. Now, I guess remember he's the executive chairman and he's he's got, you know, there's pictures of him, you know, giving snuggly hugs to uh, Justin Trudeau. Let me tell you something. That, that's, that speaks the entire Encyclopedia Britannica volumes. If, you know, if, if, if you're, if the leader of your country or whatever the case is, like buddying it up and palling it up with Klaus Schwab, then you're in a game over country for sure. Now, of course, Klaus Schwab and his other followers and entities that would, you know, they do exist here uh, in the global, you know, uh, satanic uh, crime syndicate here in the United States of Babylon the Great, but it's much more compartmentalized. And so it makes it very difficult for them to penetrate all 50 of the states and et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, I'm going to just go ahead and read the criticism because this is just unbelievable. By the way, he has a picture of George Soros there, you know, with his, uh, whatever. Uh, It's like uh, epic. Epicac. But anyway, so um, <clears throat> criticism. All right. So I'm just going to read this whole section of – let me see here. Oh, and I'm going to read the center section to cut, cut the time back a little bit. Capture of democratic structures and institutions. So this is in Wikipedia, which – you know, I, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. And it is public. It's public information about this Klaus Schwab guy. All right. Quote, Schwab, as publisher of the World Economic Forum's 2010 Global Redesign Report, postulates that a globalized world is best managed by a self-selected coalition of 
of multinational corporations, governments, including through the United Nations system, and select civil society organizations, or CSOs. He argues that governments are no longer, quote, the overwhelmingly dominant actor on the world stage, and that, quote, the time has come for a new stakeholder paradigm of international governance. The World Economic Forum's vision includes a public-private United Nations in which certain specialized agencies would operate under joint state and non-state governance systems. According to the Transnational Institute, or TNI, the forum is hence planning to replace a recognized democratic model with a model where a self-selected, I repeat, self-selected, they choose themselves, they vote for themselves, group of stakeholders make decisions on behalf of all the people in the world. The think tank summarizes that we are increasingly entering a world where gatherings such as Davos are silent global coup d'etats to capture the global governance. Now, did you hear that? Okay. I hope you understood what I just read. Okay. Anyway, I had to I wanted to get that out to the listening audience because that is the best write-up I have seen in 11 years, 420 articles which I've written, I don't, untold numbers of books and DVDs and uh, lectures and series and all kinds of things. I mean, folks, that is the best write-up I have ever seen of exactly what we are up against on a global level. That is really the Mein Kampf, okay? See, like some people might not realize when he talks about, you know, uh, that that self-selected coalition of multinational corporations. Most people may not understand what a fascist government is. Nazi Germany, most people believe, is it was a dictatorship, but that is actually not correct. Nazi Germany was known was actually by its most clear and precise definition, what's known as a fascist government. So IG Farben, IBM, and all these other mega corporations were the ones that were ultimately calling the shots and funding the Nazi war machine effort, including the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. Uh, the Rockefellers were actually funding uh, with millions of dollars sent by plane in suitcases over directly to uh, uh, to um, uh, uh, you know to Nazi Germany, um, you know during the whole war event. Okay, so uh, you know right from Wall Street. Okay, so these things this this is how it works. All right, so you know again what we're, you know and come on Klaus Schwab, think about it Klaus Schwab Nazi. You know, <laughs> Dr. Fauci, Nazi. Come on, Soros. Come on, folks. Please, this is it. This is exactly what we're dealing with right here. This has nothing to do with any. This isn't about socialism. It isn't about Putin. It isn't about any of that stuff. It's about the rise of the Fourth Reich. So I needed to get that point 
as crystal clear as I possibly could. Because if you don't know the tactics and the methodologies of your enemy and how they think, you are going to be ill-equipped to have any idea where your personal focus needs to be. We are commanded to be you know, aware of and kind of like in tune with uh, the, you know, the wiles of the devil and know our enemy. And, um, you know, that's part of it, understanding what we're dealing with here. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. On we go with the news. That's funny. Sister Nancy just sent me a text message with the dog sleep blanking, making cat angry. She says, I don't care who you are. Now that there is funny. And it is. It really is. All right. Next headline up. Hallelujah. Question today. Headline is peace with the United States is only possible after new world order. Uh, according to a Putin ally. 2022 is a year for crisis between Moscow and Washington, according to one of the, uh, Russia's most senior senators. And again, none of this is new to any of us who have been paying any attention and understand how this, all this stuff works, okay? Um, all the way back to 2011 and, and the whole starting of the Syrian – they call it the Syrian War. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. You can call it whatever you want to. Police action, they got all kinds of names for that weirdness. But anyway, it, it, it's, and it's still going on. 2011, can you imagine that? Anyway, next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. North Korea's missile is approximately 16 times faster than the speed of sound, according to reports. You're not going to shoot that down with a phalanx weapon system. So for any of you ex-Navy people out there that know what the phalanx weapon system is, the C-Wiz, guess what? That thing has been rendered absolutely irrelevant. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Maximum speed of the intermediate range ballistic missile in North Korea tested earlier on Sunday was estimated at Mach 16 or 16 times the speed of sound. The only sound you need to think of when you hear that headline is this sound right here. And then you got to imagine, as sad as this is, that carrier lifting up into the air right out of the water, because it li- it'll lift the ship right up out of the water, break it in half, and drop it back down into the ocean. Now, they could do that today with the harpoon missile system, but let me tell you something. These <laughs> these hypersonic missiles, whew, this is some bad stuff. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It's, you know, it's kind of freaky. Freaky. <laughs> I know, I know. Take it easy there. All right, praise God. Next one up. World Net Daily reports over 100 Catholic priests come out as homosexual and demand that everyone bow down to the gay agenda. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, where art thou? Next one up. Reuters issues major correction to report originally claiming ivermectin was found effective against Omicron. So there, you know, there's this little battle of disinformation going out as uh, New Hampshire is, get, you know, passing bills in their Senate and House to make it totally legal so that all the doctors are, you know, they're overriding the Fauci dynasty of evil. And you know, whatever. But you know, but there's so much information out there. Anybody who questions it is just—they're just not paying attention. Next one up. Hallelujah. All right, CNN Health reports, of course, you know, but whatever, hold it at arm's length. Pfizer and BioNTech seeking emergency use authorization for from the FDA for COVID-19 vaccine for children younger than five. Okay, next one up. 
Al Jazeera reports at least 24 people killed in Ecuador capital floods landslide. Quito officials say rainfall in one sector was the highest since 2003, pouring 75 liters of rain per square meter. All right, again, it's all Planet X. It's the whole thing. It's, you know, it's never going to stop. It's only going to get worse every year, the whole cycle. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. That's the one thing that we can definitely see on a global level. We're not going to see any kind of a drop-off on the catastrophic climate change events that are happening on a global level because of Planet X. That's going to continue to increase. Um, uh, you know, so, so our father might do attack wave, back off. Attack wave, back off. Attack wave, back off. Attack wave, back off. You know, but um, the other stuff, we just keep our eyes on it. The animal kills, all that kind of awareness. Um, yeah. That's going to continue gangbusters, and it's going to get worse and worse. The brush fires, the the snowpocalyptic, you know, things, all that. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Families of the United States diplomats are now ordered to leave Belarus. So they were told to leave the Ukraine, and then these people, this group was told, and then these government officials were told to leave, and then these government officials from this country and from the Sudan and from Israel and all these other places, and Czechoslovakia, and blah, 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 and it just goes on and on and on. Well, now they're saying that U.S. diplomats are being ordered to, be, to leave. Belarus. And you're like, well, what's Belarus? Belarus is a country about the same size, give or take, it's a little bit smaller, than the Ukraine, but it's located to the north, which supposedly is one of the places where there's a highly noteworthy and most troubling buildup of Russian troops kind of hanging out. So there's many that believe that, you know, whatever they believe, who, you know, and where they come from and what, you know, all that. But there may be some neutral parties that are, you know, military officials that are looking at the satellite imagery and saying, well, you know, that's pretty troubling uh, to have that much, you know, Russian military in Belarus. So, again, what's going to happen? We don't know. I I am not rattled by it at all. To me, it's just like because I've been bitten too many times. You know, once bitten, twice shy. How about five hundred times bitten, a thousand times shy? That's me. All right. So I've watched these troop build up so many times. I it's just you know whatever. Okay. I am waiting for something to happen. To me, a troop build up don't mean diddly. Okay, I've seen too many of it happen. I've seen too many times when, oh no, the Fifth Fleet here it comes, World War Three. Oh my gosh, holy milk, holy mackerel! Goodness gracious sakes, alive! Run for the hills! Oh my goodness, you know, no, never. And it's happened so many times over the last eleven years. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Okay, anyway, praise God. Let's keep on going. All right, anti-Asian hate crimes are up. Get this, 339%. That's a lot. 2021 saw a massive increase in anti-Asian hate crimes with Los Angeles and New York City recording the most. Okay, another headline, praise Jesus. North Korea releases images. Now, listen to this. This is important. North Korea releases images that it claims were taken from space during a missile test. Pictures appear to capture the missile rising from its launcher and a shot looking back toward Earth. Now, I personally think that maybe they faked it because, well, the shape of the Earth is not what so many people say it is. I hope you get my drift. Or maybe it is. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. From uh, the Russian news agency, TASS, some 20 Russian Pacific fleet ships begin exercise in the Sea of Japan and the Sea of Okok. 
I don't know how to pronounce that. It's, that's like one of those like Greenland or Icelander words where they put like multiple, you know, consonants together and you got to go. I mean, how do you how does anybody learn those languages? <laughs> like if I was born in like, you know, Iceland or something and somebody showed me the alphabet, I'd be like, I'm out of here. I don't care. Hey, where's the first ship? Somebody give me a little bit of jack so I can get on this boat and just kind of go somewhere else. I'm not going to learn that. Are you kidding me? Oh, but anyway, on on and on and on we go. Hallelujah. Next one up. COVID Digest. Denmark lists almost all of its COVID restrictions. <clears throat> Next one up. All right. New study on ivermectin should convince any naysayers, according to Dr. Pierre Corey. A recently published study indicating the antiparasitic ivermectin worked well. Well, no wonder it has that little hydro creature. I mean, that's a parasite if you ever saw one. Worked well as a prophylaxis against the virus that caused COVID-19, and it should help sway critics of the drug, according to Dr. Pierre Corey, president of the Frontline uh, COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. <laughs> oh, it's exacerbating. Next one up. Hallelujah. Government caves to public, abandons plan to tax the unvaccinated. So... According to this particular report, it indicates that in Quebec, okay, they were supposedly getting ready to do what Austria is getting ready to do, which is to tax everybody who hasn't taken the vaccine in Quebec. But evidently, Quebec's premier, Francois Legault, has decided, no, I'm not going to do it because they're going to come and knock my front door down and kick my katukas into the next you know, whatever universe or what, you know, but anyway, so he, he's backing off. He's like, sorry, Klaus. <laughs> I still like you and everything, but uh, no, 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 not going to do it. Next one up. Ukraine orders massive military expansion. Ruh-roh. Ukrainian president plans to grow the army by 100,000 troops because they're going to go into the Czech Republic and gather up everybody in the streets. No, it doesn't say that. Uh, you know, I guess we're going to do a draft. Who knows? But anyway, and there's supposedly more and more and more and more American troops that are being dispatched by Biden. You can't seem to flip through a single set of headlines on any media outlet that doesn't have some sort of a headline that says something along the lines of shape-shifting reptilian impersonating the president of the United States has ordered additional troops to be sent over to the Ukraine. Or something like that, you know. Maybe not precisely, but very close. Next one up. Charisma News. The fight's not over for the New York healthcare workers wanting vaccine exemptions. That's very interesting. I found this one. I was like, I, I thought that one already went up to the Supreme Court. Anyway, it says, a group of New York healthcare workers being persecuted for the religious objections to the COVID-19 vaccine is, are, is seeking a new injunction after a United States Supreme Court, there you go, I was right, Supreme Court ruling in a federal health care lawsuit. Thomas More Society uh, attorneys filed a renewed motion on January the 30th of 2022 seeking emergency and preliminary injunctive, re injunctive relief um, against the state for the health professionals uh, in the United States District Court of New York, Governor Kathy Hochul and her administration were ordered by Judge David Hurd to respond by February 11th, and the health care workers will have until February 18th to reply. Uh, I don't know how this works. I mean, how do you circumvent a SCOTUS ruling? So we're going to have to keep our eyes on this. I don't know if we will even get the opportunity to. A lot of these kinds of circular lawsuits 
have a way of sort of like disappearing, if you know what I mean. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Assigned to the Time News reports, United States Department of Defense whistleblowers claim huge spikes in miscarriages, cancer, myocarditis since COVID vaccine rollout at a Senate panel debate. Okay, so more and more of this information and all of the evil is starting to get into the ears of some of the Republican senators. If it got into the Democratic senators, they wouldn't care anyway because uh, they're probably already behind it. Um, and, and who knows? You know, who knows who is on what side? Speaking of which, who's on what side? The next headline is Donald Trump vows to ban transgender women from women's sports if he's reelected. Dun, dun, dun. That's very important. We must have that. Next one up. Sputnik News reports Warsaw says United States will deploy an additional 2,500 troops to Poland. Here we go again. Oh, and by the way, that's the join over 5,500 U.S. soldiers that are already deployed to Poland. And never mind the ones that are employed to all the other, you know, NATO countries. We have no idea what the grand total count is. There's some numbers here in this particular report that are suggesting somewhere around 8,500. Could be a lot more. All right. So anyway, we just don't know. Listen to this headline. Praise Jesus. Scandinavian countries to follow Danish example. Relax restrictions on COVID despite massive Omicron spread. Oh, my gosh. Omicron is everywhere. Omicron is everywhere. I feel sneezy and wheezy. And I had to take, you know, NyQuil, severe cold and flu, and, you know, so I need to get a Hydra and some strange metal nanoparticles injected into me. And uh, what are you going to do, right? COVID in Europe, France follows Denmark and begins lifting restrictions. It just keeps on going. Austria starts criminalizing vaccine holdouts in a divisive gamble stigmatizing people who refuse the vaccine with their very oh look this one oh yeah 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 3600 euros up to four thousand fifty dollars i can see you know a little old lady she can barely feed herself we're in hyperinflation you know and and she gets a fine and then they drag her kicking and screaming out of her house because she doesn't pay the fines because now she's in contempt of court yeah somebody could you know, somebody needs to just go into Austria and take the country over, rip it out of the hands of the leadership, and give it to somebody else. It's a simple, easy answer. I don't see why that's so complicated. Oh, well, anyway. Um, another headline, China orders arrest of AstraZeneca officials over fraud. And it goes into the ex- explanation about the National Healthcare Security Administration. Announced on Saturday, the Chinese authorities summoned officials from AstraZeneca in China in connection with an investigation into potential medical insurance fraud by the company's employees. No, it is not the beginning of a takedown of the evil global satanic crime syndicate. If I, if I had a dime for every time somebody said that, oh, the Clintons are going to get arrested. Oh, the Pope is going to get arrested. Oh, George Soros is going to get arrested. Oh, this person's going to get arrested. That person's going to get arrested. They're going to round them all up. They're going to send them to Guantanamo. And then Trump is going to mysteriously um, uh, just, you know, kind of like uh, like he was visiting in Star Trek Enterprise. They're going to beam him down into the Oval Office, and he's going to take over the presidency. Oh, and by the way, they're going to extend his presidency for like 50 more terms. I mean, if you listen to the evangelical prophets out there, that's pretty much about what they're saying. It's unbelievable. 
Uh, oh, and then, of course, uh, one more really good headline. This is – I love this one. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Alberta Towing Companies, and it's more than just Alberta, so you can pretty much say Canadian if you want to do. Towing companies are rejecting requests to supply trucks to the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Now, anybody who's listening from Canada, forgive me if if you find this in any way offensive because I don't mean it to sound that way. But everything that I seem to have learned about the RCMP – indicates that they're a bunch of Keystone cops. They're like a worthless bunch of goof nuts. But anyway, that's just my opinion, and I'm sticking with it, by golly. But anyway, evidently, their police force has gone to all these truck towing companies to get rid of, to get rid of the trucks that are doing the blockade. And, of course, the, the truck, you know, the, 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 the truck towing, towing companies are going, nothing to it. You're barking up the wrong tree. You can't have any of my trucks. I don't care who you are. You know, so that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena. Here we go. Praise God. Sister Elena, are you there? I am. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, except uh, that YouTube video that I turned everybody on to with a dog um, blanking, making the cat angry. I think my dogs are doing the same thing here right beside me, so I've got to get my Mark V gas mask uh, to be able to complete the show. Uh, otherwise, I may be gasping for air, and it will have nothing to do with COVID Delta variant, I can assure you. <laughs> oh my goodness dangerous artillery under the tail <laughs> i'm telling you and i it had nothing to do with heinz baked beans or anything they're just eating their normal you know pedigree stuff so i don't know what's going on but uh anyway uh, on that note i am going to you know turn the mic over to you and let you just go okay. ahead and take it away praise god we are living in a weirder world every single day Well, I'd like to start with prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, let the words um, that come from me be pleasing in your sight. Lord, let them be what you want them to be. And I'm thanking you, Lord, for your goodness and your attention to the next um, hour or so, in Jesus' name. Okay, so, you know, I, I didn't know what I should talk about tonight, but I think... What it comes down to is all, everything that we're looking at right now is a lie. Everything is some form of mind control. And I'm going to start off with a year ago, the enemy. And we're going to use this word loosely because it could be a lot of things. The enemy ousted a legally elected sitting president. They seized the hill. They barricaded it off. And they surrounded it with American military that they showed nothing but contempt for. They put them, you know, on frozen cement in parking garage with no toilet facilities, very little food. I mean, they treated our military badly. Now, just ask yourself, is this normal for an incoming commander in chief or are we looking at something else? Now, what I'm seeing is the next phase of the takeover is now being rolled out. Now, I'm going to leave COVID out of this discussion, although it does play a part. 
the enemy right now has been laying down a modern-day siege ramp, and they're calling it food shortages. And these shortages are planned, they're deliberate, and they've been in the works a long time before, you know, the takeover in January. Just think about the backup of ships and the harbors all summer. Well, we can't get them unloaded. We can't. This is all nonsense. And, you know, yes, there's protesting truckers, but that's also creating more shortages. Maybe not so much here in the States, but I don't know. I I don't know, you know, how far-reaching that protest is. Um, But this is part as well. To me, it's almost like, a Hegelian dialectic, they don't want the truckers to deliver, so they're going to put this wedge that they really don't have a lot of choice but to protest against. So they're basically getting what they want, which is a attack on our supply chain, and that's here in the North America. It's here in the United States. It's in Canada. Um, this is an age-old military tactic, laying a siege. I mean, the Romans knew about this. They knew if they laid a siege, they could get a surrender without a fight. And a siege can continue for extended periods of time, and they can capture a city without actually having a battle. They knew that eventually defenders would get worn down from starvation, lack of water, crushed morale. And, you know, we see this in the Bible. I've visited Israel. Some of those siege ramps are still in place. So, you know, the enemy is Satan. That's basically who the people are not the enemy. Satan is the enemy who has laid siege to America. And basically what what they've done is they have taken us down from the inside by a handful of greedy, Satan-worshipping, child-trafficking, adrenochrome-addicted bureaucrats that somehow get voted in either by, you know, hook or crook or people that just really do not understand that their vote does matter. I, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how people get voted in when their districts look like ghettos. How do they keep getting in? So basically what they've done is they have put these monsters in, in the government and basically all these programs that they keep writing into the budget are money laundering programs. And what they've done is they've taken some of those tax dollars and funneled them into CIA experiments, also known as the mind war. And doing so, they have come after the soul of our blessed country. You know, I have written quite a bit about this stalking and, you know, technological mind control agendas. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it um, tonight. This, this, I mean, it's been going on for, for a long time. I mean, the, you know, the rich have always preyed on, you know, the people that aren't rich. Um, this is not a new thing. But what makes it a new thing is the fact that they have been in a collaboration with fallen angels since Roswell or maybe even before. I know that Roswell was a turning point. So they were given the fallen angel tech. They gave permission. You know, our government, Dwight Eisenhower, gave permission for them to experiment 
on the American public as long as two things were met. They couldn't remember that they were experimented on, and that didn't happen because there was a lot of breakthrough memory. And they didn't hurt anybody, which, of course, they did. They have broken every single treaty that they have made with this government. And the last time I checked, it was well after, well more than a dozen. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take certain people to wake up and realize that, that everything they do is a lie. So, I mean, that's, that was kind of the beginning of a lot of this. And so tonight I want to talk about this individual that goes by the name of Michael Aquino. Michael Aquino, for those that don't know, is a high priest in the Church of Satan and somebody that I have had interaction with, including his clones. He told us many years ago about their plan to take down a nation that continues to infuriate his master, Satan. He was the lieutenant colonel of psychological operations. Okay, PSYOP. He's the lieutenant colonel of military PSYOP. I mean, it's right there. They're telling you. He is um, retired now. He's a graduate of several military colleges, including the Defense Intelligence College, Defense Intelligence Agency, Foreign Service Institute, now Department of State, U.S. Army Special Warfare Center the U.S. Army Intelligence School, and here we go, U.S. Army Space Institute, Secret Space Program. He was also an acquaintance of my father. So there's that. Um, I will get to some of the things that he implemented, but he was a... um, He was uh, working with Crowley for a while, and they had some kind of split or something like that, but can you believe it? Right about the same time Aquino was coming into his, all these, these special things that he could do, they took prayer out of schools under the guise of separation of church and state. And then they allowed a lieutenant colonel in the United States military to bring in his version of Satanism and practice it on this nation and others as well. He had quite a few very special projects. Why? Satan hates America. He hates it. This is a nation that has brought the gospel to the world. We sent missionaries overseas with food, medicines, clothing, and the good news of Jesus Christ, some of them at the cost of their lives. They went boldly into communist-held countries to smuggle in Bibles. They went into these countries to bring um, to, to dig wells, to build homes, hospitals, schools, and clinics. And this is why their own wicked regimes were cutting off their food and water. America was sending people over there to dig wells, build homes, hospitals, schools, churches, clinics. Satan vowed to destroy any nation, this nation, that would do, that would dare to do this. He's been waging a silent but violent war against the soul of this nation for a very long time, and it's only going to get worse. He has enticed, he has bullied, he has threatened, he has bribed, he has compromised and mind-controlled his minions for decades. 
He labeled Americans as monsters to the rest of the world, and sometimes, yes, this title is more than well-deserved, but mostly because of what was been perpetrated by the agent provocateurs, otherwise known as the CIA. What most do not realize is that this has happened to our own citizen. We have been brutally experimented on from the MK programs that they used me in to some of the other, even the Tuskogee experiment when they experimented on giving um, syphilis. Or how about the HIV experiments that are now back in the news? That was Fauci. He experimented on, on kids with HIV. And guess what? There's HIV code in the COVID. That's why the thing loops. People get sick, get better, get sick, get better. I've got a friend that's been sick for two months. Um, the home health nurse that came in um, for my husband today, she said it's so bad that people are just not getting better. She said they tell you it's mild, but the people, there's a lot of them that are very sick. Some of us had a mild cold, and I praise God for that, but there's other people. And she said it makes no sense. She said some of them are young, you know, in their 40s, so... Anyway, um, these, these individuals, these same individuals have been experimenting on the broken, the impoverished, the incarcerated for decades. They've been in mental health institutions. They've been in prisons. They've been in, in you know, impoverished neighborhoods. They promised them 10 bucks if they would, you know, be part of this experiment. And then, you know, they end up with uh, health conditions that, for Anyway. These crimes are not being perpetrated by the majority of American people. It's being perpetrated by a handful of demons in meat suits. This is witchcraft. This is witchcraft. It's witchcraft. It's black magic. It's false prophets in the church. They've been belching out curses on the American people for a long time, a very long time. They've held us all spellbound with a black box in every hand, home, and automobile in this nation. And that is exactly what it is. It's a black box mind control device. They use biophotons to, to portal into your eyeballs. They get you real susceptible. And then they start pumping in their version, uh, their religion, which is Satanism. Now, if you can't afford a little black box to hold in your hand, oh, the government will give you one. And I, I don't know if people understand witchcraft works on the mind first before it spreads like a cancer to everything else. And using the mainstream news, entertainment, sporting events, they've been manipulating us for decades. They've been manipulating America for a very long time. If you think about it, you know, we've got children sitting in front of Disney movies where they glamorize witchcraft, Harry Potter. You know, oh, it's fantasy. Oh, it, it, it helps the imagination. No. What you're doing is normalizing witchcraft, making it so, oh, these are just cute little witches, and they, and they mean well. This is basically the theme of most of them. Video games. They're actually spellcasting in video games, such as Dungeons and Dragons many years ago, Pokemon, there's so many more. And what they're doing is they're allowing a simulation 
of witchcraft and black magic. They're imprinting normalcy on young minds of what God clearly calls an abomination. He says nobody that practices these things are going to get into heaven. Yet we order, as parents order pizza for their kids to be involved in this. Oh, well, it's just imagination. No, it's not. Then, you know, if that's not enough, continuing on, then they have the music. The enemy's music is a frequency weapon. They call it entertainment. That's not what it is. It's entrainment. And this frequency weapon called rock and roll or rap or whatever you want to, you know, whatever label appeals to whoever's listening, they're promoting lust, promiscuity, drug abuse, drunkenness, materialism, and most importantly, some of the most awful selfishness ever. Right now, it is good. It's okay to be selfish. When I was growing up, that was like the worst thing you could call somebody was selfish. Now it's just considered just part of being human. Heavy metal. I mean, these guys are getting filthy rich as they entrain the youth by biting the heads off of chickens, wearing upside-down crosses, cursing God. What are they doing? They're sending a generation of American children to the gates of hell, and they're doing this for a few bucks and a few minutes of fame because guess what? It is better to have a millstone put around your neck than lead a little one into sin. And then there's our role models for American children who proudly announced, I sold my soul to the devil so I can be rich and famous. That was Katy Perry who said that. She was a huge role model for little girls. So what are these little girls doing now? I mean, how long ago was that? That was 2014. Those little girls are grown up now. So basically what he's doing is creating his species and seducing spirits in, in front of our nation. They're singing songs that are trendy, viral, rich, famous, Kardashian. And this is played nonstop on the televisions, on the iPads, on the tablets, on the phones, all the time. So this is programming. They used to call that psychic driving, where they would tie people down to a bed and play the same thing over and over and over and over. And I believe it was Jose Delegado that did that. There's actually pictures on the Internet of, of a little girl. They did that, too. So what is the ultimate goal of all black magic and all witchcraft agenda? Well, it's manipulation, but mostly it's about control. Human beings were given a free will by their creator, and the enemy hates that. So because he has to have 100%, and he's not going to get that from Christians, because we have the Holy Spirit. We will gladly give up our life rather than bend to wickedness. We will not comply with wickedness. And he knows that. He knows he's outnumbered. So what did he do? Enter technology. It infuriates him. He can't control it 100%. And you'll see this in the book of Revelation. You know, those that won't comply with the mark will get to lose their head, you know, that kind of thing. It's because he wants 
So what did he do? And this is where Lieutenant Colonel Aquino and his buddy Paul Valley come walking in. And the proof is there. It's in the documents that date back 40 years, more than 40 years. There is a report that was marked top secret, and it was authored by then Major Aquino and Colonel Paul Valley. It was called From PSYOP to Mind War. Now, you hear the word PSYOP right now thrown around like, like a volleyball, but it's, it's like everything now is that. It's just you, you don't even know what to hear anymore, where the truth is. Well, I know it's in the word, but they've even tried with that with the Mandela effect. This whole, you know, living in this soup of lies, it can, it can really be wearing after a while. But what they came up with and what they have done to me is technological mind control agendas. Now, there are people that don't believe, and I have friends that don't believe that this this is really happening, but it has been really happening since the 70s. So there was a invitation-only conference that was hosted by the United States Special Operations Command at McDill in Tampa in autumn of 2002. And basically what they were doing was coming up with what they called non-kinetic technology. So in other words, in other words, they don't have to touch anything. They can get the technology to do it for them. And their categories they have used on me, quite a few of these, is electromagnetic weapons. Everything in my house at one time was magnetized. Like if I was trying to put a screw in a wall, it would stick to the, to the screwdriver. I could actually pick screws and small, you know, things like needles and stuff up with a screwdriver. And this was because of the amount of electromagnetism that was being blasted in my home on a daily basis and at night. It gave my poor son Tourette's. They also have something that they call acoustic psychocorrection. We're going to get to that in a minute. That's when they, they target your subconscious. I love this one. Chemical attitude adjustment. I would imagine that's the, the drugs that, you know, Laurel Canyon pushed on an entire nation. Um, when did we hear this week that, that um, people on Spotify, these washed-up old musicians that nobody cares about anymore, Neil Young, Joni, whatever her name was, were leaving Spotify because of Joe Rogan. And I'm like, every one of you guys, your parents were in the CIA or you were. They're, and they're still working for them. They use visual stimulation and illusions, and they use plasma to do this. Um, they use um, non-penetrating projectiles. They use incapacitants, high-pressure water systems. Now, we're seeing this. They have whole trucks that go down, and they just spray protesters. I know you've, I know you've seen them. They're these big white trucks that go down the street and just wipe out anybody that would try to protest. Um, they use electronic disablers, and I've actually seen these at work, you know, in demonstrations where they um, send a frequency or a microwave and it absolutely doubles somebody over. 
where they're throwing up and, you know, bleeding out of their pores depending on how high they have turned the thing, how much power is in the thing. They've done it to me. They've actually burnt my face with some of this. They've burnt my face. They've burnt places on my body. Um, Yeah. So um, they use olfactory chemicals, and I know they do this. Um, I used to get all these odd smells coming through my air ducts in a hotel. Garlic. Now, I understand that they use garlic to cover up other, you know, drugs that incapacitate people. So (laughs) chemical attitude adjustment. So, all right. So I wanted to talk about this acoustic psychocorrection. Now, mind you, this is 40 years ago. 40 years ago. This is the same mind control technologies that have the ability to control minds and alter the behavior of civilians and soldiers, which also involve the transmission of specific commands via static or white noise bands into the human subconscious without upsetting other intellectual functions that's aimed at altering the behavior on willing and unwilling subjects. How many of us have tinnitus? I wonder if that's part of that white noise band. I I can't tell you how many people I have spoken to recently. They all have it. Tinutitis. I'm sorry, I never, tinutitis. And and I'm pretty sure people listening in right now, probably a good portion of you, have that ringing in your ears. And you know what's interesting? Now that they have 5G, they can do this no problem because 5G is the same frequency as the human brain. You know, so 5G was most likely began with Okino's Black Magic. Now, if you actually read his book, he thinks it's a good thing because you don't have to kill people. It's a no-kill win. All right? He's... he's <laughs> See, I believe this is better because we're not killing anybody, but you are killing people. So, I mean, this is exactly how the, the enemy works. They rationalize. They can rationalize anything. So um, on my blog, there's several links. Um, one of them is called Masters of Persuasion. I, I can't um, say enough good about that because this, the Masters of Persuasion actually brings in things like Jim Jones and brings in um, – um, China and what they're after. So this agenda was sold to our military as something that could be used on our enemies in order to protect freedom and democracy. So ask yourself, they're selling mind control to protect freedom. Only the devil could come up with a whopper like that. That is absolutely unbelievable. Now, I can tell you that my father thought like this. And um, I absolutely know that he, control was everything to him. So, and, and Satan is a liar. Of course, he's a liar. And what did he want? He wanted control of the entire planet. And using his dupes, like my father, this agenda powered up and allowed because of the concurrent ritual sacrifice of literally 
millions of babies since 1973. You see, this what we have going on right now, we can talk about all the manifestations of this evil, but that is what's going on. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. It's black magic witchcraft. I mean, how many of us have tried to talk to somebody about how crazy this this vaccine thing really is and and how people are dying from it? And they'll say, yeah, but it was a sacrifice that so everybody could be healthy. I, I mean, this, it's crazy. I, I, I mean, I've just, I've never heard it's it's like they're all hypnotized. That's mind control. And I'm going to tell you how they did it. You know, I used to think that witchcraft could not harm me because I belonged to the Lord. I didn't wise up until it just about destroyed everything in my life. I've been surrounded my entire life by occult stalking, and I didn't even know it. My father's bloodline is a hidden bloodline, very hidden One of them even signed the Declaration of Independence, but you don't know him because nobody does. The Georgia Guidestones are built on his plantation. He also started the first two Freemason temples in the United States. It is a demon-infested bloodline that hates God. They're ruthless, they're brutal, they're vicious, and they're richer than you can even. They make Martha's, their little area where they live makes Martha's Vineyard look like a ghetto. Yet nobody knows who they are. Why? Because the enemy stores up. He doesn't let you know where his weapons are. Yeah, we've heard names, Rothschild, Rockefeller, Collins, all this stuff. You know what? He's not going to put his, his power in these people because he knows Christians are going to take it from him. He's going to hide it. And my family is a hidden bloodline going all the way back to the Mayflower that signed the Declaration of Independence backwards because he was hiding. And who else is a hider? Is Biden. They actually called him Hyden Biden. I, I, I just don't think that people in this nation, we've all been to the black box, controlled to believe that voodoo, black magic, Curses, all of it is powerless. It's just fun stuff that you do at Halloween. Nothing can be further from the truth. I've also heard so many times, witchcraft can only work if you pay attention to it, if you give it any credibility. That is total nonsense and a psyop in and of itself. I mean, that's kind of like the false memory thing that they came up with when the little kids were showing up with being sexually abused oh well they had false memory syndrome and they came up with the false memory foundation it's up. witchcraft works particularly if you don't know it's there because it's in the background and it's doing its thing and you're just going through your life doing what you're supposed to do you don't know to pray against it You don't know that you need to actively be engaged almost daily, particularly in this world that we live in, against the forces of evil. I didn't know. And I got away with a lot because I wasn't praying against it. 
here's the thing. A lot of it was coming to me through this networked occultic bloodline that I came out of. And it's really powerful if there's a genetic link. And there was. And as much as the Lord loved me, my genetic backyard robbed me. You know, we've heard it said that America is Babylon. No, Babylon is Babylon. Babylon is a satanic rule. It's a system of evil. It's a manifestation of hell on earth. It is a dark, demonic soup mix of every kind of evil, and no country or culture is immune to it. Now, as far as prophecy goes, okay, I'm not touching on that tonight. There is nothing good in Babylon. And through mind control techniques, such as the black box and these technological, they have sold us a bill of goods that Babylon is a very good thing because it gives you what you want here on earth. Well, let's just talk about that for a minute. It might give you a few things, but it's... (laughs) If it offers you a hand, it wants your whole arm. And it desires to take your soul to hell. Wants that more than anything. It wants your soul. Now, every time I hear that America is Babylon, it's kind of upsetting to me because it's everywhere. So what's worse, Bangkok or New York City? Beijing or San Francisco? Las Vegas or Mexico City? Well, how about North Korea? A nation whose ruler set himself up as a god and shows no mercy to any and all Christians that they can capture and torture and kill. How about the nations in the 1040 window that are capturing, torturing, murdering, and eating Christians and selling their blood on the market to please their god? How about, the, how about Israel? whose rabbis brag about putting Gentile babies in the hamburger. I think think that Babylon has now poisoned the planet. What about the nation that is ripping the organs out of innocent people while they're still living? And this is too graphic. I should have given you a warning. But this is what's really happening. It's in the news every single day. I think we all need to grow a backbone and decide that we that we don't want to hide in the closet from this stuff, that we want to take it on in prayer. I mean, how how are we going to stand if we, you know, our, our, our ears, when we hear what's really going on, we want to go hide in the closet? I, so what nation has systematically been aborting females for the last 50 years while their counterparts here in the United States are yelling, Um, women's rights what nation has a history of being the largest exporter of pornography no it's not China although America is right there with the rest of the world Babylon is not the USA and I want to take this minute this moment to pray for our nation God loves us He hasn't forgotten our sacrifices. 
He hasn't forgotten the missionaries that have gone to places and lost their life. And he hasn't forgotten, you know, how people will dig down in their pocket and give to these mission trips. He hasn't forgotten the high schoolers that take off entire summers instead of hanging out at the pool with their friends, go build things in the middle of desert somewhere. I mean, he hasn't forgotten that. And neither has Satan. He is furious with this nation. The Babylonian rule is at the gates of the entire world. God loves America. He hasn't forgotten us. But he has to punish sin. America is in rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That is 1 Samuel 15 and 23. And it's never too late to repent. Um, the book of Jonah, it's Jonah 3 and 6, says, who knows? Maybe the Lord will turn and hear and relent. Until the very last moment, we need to be crying out for this nation. I have heard from people in many places in the world that look to us, look to America as, as hope. And what's happened to that is there is a rogue government now in office that is a hidden communist regime. We have communists right now in the Congress, and they're open about it. And a mind-controlled generation runs after Bernie Sanders is a communist. This Jen Pesky is a communist. I came out of a background where in the Cold War, that was the worst thing you could be in this country. You could get you hung for treason. And now they're in the universities. They've got jobs at Harvard, Yale. They've got jobs, you know, in the biggest universities in this nation. And they're, they're, oh, it's a good thing. Universal income, it's a good thing. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am not suggesting that any culture or people group is our enemy. The enemy is Satan, who's been attempting total control over human beings since day one. Only escape is through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. You know, yesterday I watched the White House. You know what they were doing? They were celebrating the Chinese New Year, complete with fireworks, the whole shebang. And I wondered as I was watching, am I the only one whose stomach twisted? I'm like, what are you doing? Why are we doing I don't have a problem with, you know, allowing for other cultures celebration. But in the White House, I don't think that's appropriate, particularly right now when we have a nation that's been traumatized through a Chinese-American bioweapon. To me, watching this thing, this was not an American White House. This was a Chinese occupation of an American White House. Yes, there was plenty of room for plausible deniability, and they're really good at that. But China has openly vowed to take out America 
using bioweapons and cyber attacks. What are they doing in the White House? <laughs> I mean, we have it. I, I have a book with the transcript of a, a high CCP official who said that's exactly what they were going to do. And they didn't care how long it took. When, so they rolled out this bioweapon that doesn't appear to be going away anytime soon. This illegal administration continues in broad daylight to sell us out horror of communism. Communism is an antichrist rule. There will be no freedom. There will be no capitalism where you can, oh, well, I think I'm just going to have a side, a side uh, job. I think I'm going to, no, you will work for the government. You will be told what you can eat, how much money you can make. You will be told how many children you can have and who you can worship. You know, they did this back in 1917. They sold the Russian people on communism. When the, uh, in the 80s under Reagan, you know, everybody was excited. Okay, communism is gone. No, it just went undercover. Mind control has got to be at work here. Either that or nobody really understands how serious communism really is. You know, we lost the war in Vietnam. The North Vietnamese were communists. The South Vietnamese were not. There's been many of the South Vietnamese that evacuated and immigrated here. And when I was in school, I met quite a few of them that I asked, were you um, upset or angry that Americans were in Vietnam? Oh, no. Oh, no. We were so glad. I I didn't know what we would do if you didn't come. They knew how serious communism is. And that is where this government is going. Make no mistake. That is where they have set their sights on. They want us to become a completely communist. And they're going to call it socialism. Socialism is communism with a pretty bow on it. It's kind of like getting their foot in the door so they can bring in the rest. And the reason I'm saying all this is not to scare anybody, but to motivate you to pray because Satan doesn't get to win when God's people pray. And I'm going to tell you how mind control works on this grand scale of things for the last few years. And it actually was at work, you know, at 911. And that's how so much other garbage slipped in, like the Patriot Act, which was anything but American. I mean, stuff like that. Mind control is clearly at work here. And they began with the trauma of COVID. People are dying. People are scared. Grandma is locked up in a nursing home and I can't get to her. My mom has got diabetes and she's got COVID. I mean, there probably is not a family in this nation that hasn't been touched by this horror. And it has been a, it's, it's a horror movie. And what are they doing? They're traumatizing us. 
So once they get the trauma going, they have no problem laying in all of these draconian measures because now people will comply. They'll, they'll be, become very compliant. Have, have you tried to talk to anybody recently? I mean, it, I, I just don't even bother anymore. Every now and again, somebody um, will strike up a conversation like that lady in Walmart a few weeks ago. But for the most part, I mean, I've got people in my family that are absolutely convinced that this vaccine is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I don't care how many videos of suffering people you, you send them, they're going to tell you it's okay because it's for the greater good. How in the world can you get past the government-sponsored COVID-19 fear porn blasting from the mind control black box 24 and 7. Any kind of rational discussion is nearly impossible. And I love what Johnny says. He wants, he wants to stick a fork in his spleen. I mean, I, I honestly get that. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Or, or even try to gently speak to others about this totalitarian, totalitarian power grab that's going on worldwide. I mean, it's not as bad here in the States, and I will say that. But look at what they're doing in Australia, in Austria. You said Austria. <laughs> and I'm not laughing. I'm not, it's not funny. It's horrible. And I do see that it's crumbling in places. But what I can't understand is why it hasn't crumbled everywhere. Why are these companies here still – why is the United Airlines firing their non-vaxxed pilots and recruiting new ones? Why are they doing that? Because they want a compliant workforce, like all good communist countries. From what I can see right now, rational people are being held spellbound. It's like we're in a nation, in a world full of spellbound people. And now there are some. I mean, I'm not saying everybody here, but I'm talking about the public in general. It's a narrative of fear. Have you ever watched the eyes of somebody when they embark upon a rant that makes zero sense at all? I have even found this kind of thing in the church. I had a lady who was, um, she was a a beautician, um, a stylist, go on a rant that she had no sympathy for people that were losing their jobs. She said, yeah, but they have to feed their kids. I don't care. And she about got violent with my hair. I mean, I just, I, I don't understand this. It has to be fear. It has to be like a survival instinct or something. It doesn't make any sense. If you are vaccinated, why do you care if I am or not? If I've had COVID, I've got natural immunities. I have more immunity than you do, but you can't tell this to them. They, they, won't, they won't listen. 
And one thing I have found that when people go off like that, just say a silent prayer inside, Lord Jesus, can you pull this spiral down to a place of rational behavior? Can you put this demon on lockdown? I mean, you know, I bind this agenda in Jesus' name. And you can say it quietly to yourself. And I have seen people settle down. But basically, you know, like I said, I'm an MK survivor. I know how they do mind control. And this is being rolled out on a global scale. Presently, the world is being tortured, traumatized. They're being fragmented. They're being compartmentalized. And they are laying down programming that communism is actually a good thing. And it's grievesome to me. You know, it's taken me many years to come up and out of this. And, you know, I've, I've got a large family and I've always been very blessed that it didn't get everybody in my family. It was just, you know, the two firstborn that really got subjected to the worst of it. Not that they fully escaped, but okay. But now I'm watching it on a global scale. And I'm realizing how many people have signed their soul over to the devil. And the mark of the beast hasn't even fully actualized yet. And it's very difficult to navigate. It is, it is hard to, you know, just walk through the store and where you used to see people smiling. Now, you know, they're, they won't even look up. It's like there's something, oh, I, I, re- I heard the other day that um, neurological issues are up over a thousand percent over the five-year average. I, I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm seeing it. It's, it's, it's nuts. You know, I've talked about it on, on, on this show before. Be careful when you get in your car. Plead the blood of Jesus over your car because you just don't know how these people are going to act in traffic. And if they are now connected into this AI, which I believe a lot of them, it's not completely there yet, but it's, it's happening. You're a target. You and your children. They can create car accidents. They've been able to do it for years, particularly in the newer models. I lost my nephew and his son to one of those. Freak car accident that I know now was a ritual sacrifice and a CIA operation. And it was because my nephew gave his heart to Jesus Christ, although it's very much under under the wire so America um, and I know that there's many countries that that listen into this show but America and other countries as well because the Babylonian system is at the gates of every country it's not the first time God has allowed 
his enemies to discipline a nation that forgets his ways. It's clear in the scripture that the land will vomit out those who do these things. Abortion, witchcraft, divination, perversion will cause the land itself to vomit us out. Now, that's really hard because it's not everybody that's doing those things. I I actually think it's not the majority, although it's going to be the majority before too long. I mean, I just spoke on a whole generation of children that are participating in simulators of how to lay down witchcraft and black magic and spellcasting using video games and devices. You know, they're chasing around little Pokemon monsters, and Pokemon is as demonic as it gets. There was a fellow some years back that did a whole um, prophecy club on it, and it might still be on YouTube. He actually brings the manual in, (laughs) and it really is um, eye-opening for parents that did not know that's what it was. Um, I did not allow my kids to participate in things like that. But they got to him, my son, in other ways. So they got to him through the technology. So here's the thing. For those of us that are not participating in the mind control agendas, for those of us that are actively pursuing the Lord and layering in his scripture wherever we can into our soul, those of us that are discouraged and scared and angry and hurt and betrayed by our governments that have sold us out to the devil, as we're watching this thing evolve into this horrible beast system, we have to remember that God loves us. He wants us to know he will never leave us or forsake us. He is with us in all of our ways. He's even encouraged us to take refuge from the coming judgment. He says, come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and no more cover her slain. So the things that the wicked are doing will be judged severely by the Lord. But he's telling his people to come hide herself away for a while while he is taking out his wrath on some of this horrible mind control agendas that has got its icy grip on the entire world. I mean, you know, the thing at CERN, and when they opened that tunnel in Switzerland, those were satanic rituals. Everybody's like clapping. I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm watching this, which is breathing my soul. I'm thinking... These people are clapping for what? Only here for a short time. 
Look at some of the aging movie stars, if you don't believe me. These people were million-dollar performers, commanding outrageous amounts of money for one film. You know, six months on a set, $10 million. You know, and they're aging, and they're dying. They can't take any of it with them. Yet, they're still participating in these rituals. Um, these uh, ones that have kind of, I guess, opened it up, opened Satanism up as a um, as a religion. People like Alistair Crowley, Antoine LaVey, as they were dying, both of them. One, I can't remember which one. I get them mixed up sometimes, but one of them said, "Hey, I was wrong." Wait, this is all wrong. I, I was wrong. No, this is wrong. And the other one said, I am so perplexed. I cannot believe this is happening. Hell is a very real place. And what Satan wants to do is create a version of it here on earth. And clearly it's happening in some of these things that I just talked about. We can't hear the baby screaming as they're being ripped out of their mother's womb. And now you can, some of them were, what was it, New York, voted that you could kill them after they were born. That's ritual infant sacrifice. And they're calling it women's rights. Now, and I'm pretty sure these things I'm talking about is not new to anybody. We, yeah, we've been, I've been praying against the abortion thing since, since I became a Christian. I've been very actively involved in trying to push that back. didn't seem to get any better. As a matter of fact, it seemed to get worse. And when I heard that there was actually, this is when Hillary was running, that they, there was, you know, laws on the books, and they called it afterbirth abortion, I couldn't even, I said, this can't be real. Lord Jesus, how can this be real? It's real. And Trump was in office when that went through in New York. Now, at the same time, there were other states that enacted a heartbeat law, and I was very encouraged by that. This land and every country that are opening their doors to Babylon, are going to go under judgment. And there's been better people than I saying this for many, many decades. But there's still a little time left. There's still just a little time left. And who knows? Maybe, maybe the Lord will have mercy in turn. If enough people would cry out to him in repentance. Yes, we've allowed this music. Yes, I watched this movie with my children and, and, and we probably shouldn't have watched it. Yes, I allowed this and yes, I allowed that. I am so sorry I didn't understand what I was doing. Father, forgive me. I, I have not been involved enough Father in things that I should have been involved in and been involved in things that I shouldn't 
have been involved in. You know, and I'm not sure what it is. I'm just coming up with stuff, you know, because repentance begins in the small things. And it does make a difference. Does make a difference. I'm going to look up this verse. It says, says, well, that's not it. Maybe it was six and three. He says, maybe the Lord will turn. Maybe it would push back his wrath. Maybe. Because, you know, Satan's fury is bad. But we haven't seen anything yet. The Lord's wrath. You know, you, you, you've, you've heard that Satan's um, in a fury because he knows the time is short. And we see all these things going on, these things that I've mentioned, you know, the, the wars and all the things, and these really horrible things that are going on is nothing compared to the wrath of God. And nobody knows that better than the enemy. So... Um, one of the things that we can do right now and something that the Lord is showing me is we need, and this is me, okay, but I'm just going to share with you what the Lord has given me. He has told me to stop complaining. Every day that we have here. Now, he didn't tell me to stop observing. <laughs> he told me to stop complaining. Every day that we have, that we have not, you know, we're not dealing with asteroids, disaster, all these things, you know, it's a good thing. Each day that we have, then another war, you know, because we're all watching what's going on over there in Russia and the Ukraine, um, and that's not happening. And, you know, we've heard about the suitcase nukes. Those aren't happening. We should be praising God for a good day. The Lord said complaining makes it worse. But instead, seek out, observe the blessings of the Lord, which are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. We've been called to a life of holiness. Holiness Holiness means to be set apart unto the Lord. This whole Babylonian system does not apply to us. We belong to the kingdom. That doesn't mean that our souls aren't grieved by it. And there is a difference between grief and complaining. (laughs) I get really frustrated at the little dumb things that technology has brought into my life, the stuff that insurance companies do, things that you know, mobile phone carriers do, things that the computer does. I mean, these things can be so maddening. And I've had to catch myself and say, stop complaining. You have these tools to use, and they're working. Don't complain. You know, you go to the store and you see the shelves are stripped. They're not stripped completely. And to be grateful for that. You know, this verse, I've just had it today. Um, 
And it's, I believe it's in the book of Jonah. And it says, when you repent, who knows? The Lord might turn and heal you. So right now, while we still have time, that's what I've kind of made um, my, my days begin with praising God for his blessings in my life and asking him to remind me when I start whining. <laughs> I can do it. We can all whine. I've asked him to just kind of pull me up to stop that and to be grateful for the things in my life, like food. We have food. We have food here. A warm house. And there are some people today that are in horrific weather conditions, and you have a warm house to be in. The power is still on. Mine wasn't last weekend, but um, we made the best out of it. Um, To uh, remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have gas in your car. Your car actually runs because there was no EMP today. You know, so these are the blessings. You know, you, you go out and it's a beautiful sunny day even though it's cold. These are blessings. Instead of beefing that it's freezing cold, be grateful that you're not iced in. <laughs> this is what the Lord has been talking to me about. Because we're right there. We're right at the door of either Babylon leaping up and overtaking the entire world. Or perhaps maybe the Lord will turn and hear our repentance. And you know, as high priests, as high priests, it is our duty to make intercession for those that can't. That's what a high priest does. The word says that we are a holy nation. We're a royal priesthood. We are to be making intercession for those that, that can't. And that includes the ones that are so deeply entrenched in the mind control. I cried out to the Lord for that beautician, stylist. They have names like that now. I used to call them beauticians. But anyway, um, I cried out to the Lord for her. Father, forgive her. She doesn't know she's enslaved. Father, move upon her heart. And maybe as we go through our day and the guy that cuts us off, instead of getting road rage, what we'll do is say, Lord, forgive him and please keep him safe from any further accidents and, and causing any more trouble on the road. And, Father, if you would move upon his heart that he doesn't drive like such a knucklehead and whatever's on his car that could cause somebody to die, Father, we're asking that you would put an end to it right now that that would not work in his car, in Jesus' name. And I guess what I'm saying is, how then shall we live in a world where Babylon seems to be taking over? I guess for right now, to stay quiet, to remind ourselves that we're blessed, to um, to bless one another, wherever we can and to remain holy unto the Lord set apart. Oh, and by the way, the Lord told me that holiness is not sanctification. Sanctification is a part of holiness. Holiness is a work of the Lord where he calls you to be set apart unto him. It's his work. 
So, Johnny, I guess that's about all I have to say tonight. Um, I could keep going if you wanted me to. Well, no, I don't want to put you in a situation where you have to like, you know, no, praise God. No, it's been it's been a, um, you know, an anointed sharing of feelings that are very relevant to the things that are going on on a global level with a lot of insight. And, um, you know, um, you know, it's it's a confusing world that we live in right now. I mean, we're we're in that situation. We're in that lull. Uh, there aren't bombs going off. There aren't new um, horrible right. diseases being released. There aren't chemical weapons being released. You know, there's no. Right. You, we see this uh, humongous. I mean, I mean, I don't even know how many. We got at least a half a dozen appears major countries that are backing off on all their COVID regs and all this. Uh, it, it's just um, it's it's mind numbing. It's mind mind numbing how many things that we would have all probably bet the farm on that uh, are that are turning around um, from you know the direction that they were heading. Um, so now we're just kind of in a hurry up and wait situation. But you know, it, you know how. So you're right. I mean, at this point, there's no point. You know, there's really no. Nothing to be gained by going out there and tackling people down in the middle of the street and saying, wake up, because no one's going to wake up. The mind control is complete. Nobody's going to do that, right? No one. It's not going to matter. So at this point, it's kind of like, I agree with you. I mean, right now, we should be drawing in closer to the Lord. We should be seeking him. And and spending more time, you know, in the dark, you know, before yeah. all the noise starts coming out and the birds start tweeting and all that other stuff, you know, and our in the right, place right, right. Eye, you know, and 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 recognize, recognize that this is a blessing, of a type, okay. <laughs> things are going to get bumpier. That things are going to get worse. We know we we know it's queued up. We know it's written in the Bible. We know what Jesus warned us about. It's queued up. We just don't know when. And so, uh, you know, take advantage I- of it. Draw on closer to the Lord. Spend the more time in prayer. You know, go ahead. I got the verse. It's Jonah 3 and 9. I got that upside down. It says, who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. Jonah 3 and 9. I said Jonah 3 and 6, and that wasn't it. So um, that's what it is. And Nineveh. You want to get a snapshot of Nineveh, read the book of Nahum, it, and, which is a prophecy against Nineveh. Nineveh means the nine. The nine is the ascended masters that, uh, what was her name, Alice Bailey. I call them the descended bastards because that's what they are, um, because that's what Gabriel called them in the book of Enoch. I'm not saying a, a vulgar word. That's the word, that, and that's because they're illegitimate. All right, and they are descended. They are not ascended, but it was nine of these that, you know, Alice Bailey, and then her name um, ushered in, or she was a medium and and talking to the heads of states, you know. So Nineveh um, is a pretty good picture of what Babylon really is. Yet the Lord sent Jonah there, and Jonah gave him all kinds of grief. No, I don't want to go. Uh, well, okay, then go live inside this whale for a while and think about it. <laughs> so, but anyway, so that's the verse. It's Jonah 3 and 9. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. And that is what repentance does. 
And if you got to repent for your neighbor instead of yelling at them, that's a good idea. If you got to repent for somebody that's being very abusive to you, that's a really good idea. That holds a lot of weight because not only have you forgiven them, you've made intercession for them. So, okay, I found it. That's great. Praise God. Well, you know, um, it's it's fascinating because the Bible is a paradox. And it depends on what viewpoint you choose to take at any given time. If your viewpoint is that perishing is the death of humans on the earth, and but it's not applicable to us. The grave has no power over us. So when we perish, we are blessed. We go to heaven eternally. It's the most glorious moment Correct. in in all Ever. of eternity, and and, and it, could, yeah. it could be conceived. So so it's it's fascinating. I just lo- one of the things I adore about the Bible is no matter how you read it, you're wrong. I'm sorry, but you're wrong, you, you know, because there's always going to be at least two different arguments, you know, two different viewpoints. There's an eternal viewpoint and there's the earthly viewpoint. And both of them have merit. Both of them have merit, because if you're looking out for the opportunity to, to save more souls, OK, um, you know, and you want God to, you know, cut in of a, a break because, you know, there's more souls to be saved and praise Jesus, you know, that kind of thing, you know, then great. Hallelujah. Way to go. Pat on the back. But when you look at it from, you know, hey, we're sojourners. We don't belong here. We, you know, we're we're citizens of heaven, you know, and a lot of people will say things like, not a lot, a lot, not a lot of people, but some people will make comments like, well, you know, um, you know, we could never do enough, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, there comes a point. You know, what is that gauge? You know, where is it? You know, where there is it. There isn't a gauge. There is no way to measure. You know what I mean? You can't say you've done enough. You can't say the you've word never done of enough. God you know, it's living and active. It's living and active. So it will. I mean, what you read a verse, you know, 10 years ago, it ministers to you on one level. And yep. then, you know, you read it again. It's on a whole new level because it's living and active. So I don't know if it's wrong as much as it it's it's um, it applies it's paradoxical. to it, it, if you if you just look okay. at the definition of the paradox right. paradox it is paradoxical. There's no doubt yeah. about it, and that is why unbelievers think, uh, and they uh, they're outspoken about it. They say that it constantly contradicts itself every all over the place, and they are absolutely correct. The Bible does in fact contradict itself all over the place and that is because there it depends on what viewpoint that you are looking at it from if you're looking at it from an eternal viewpoint it has a completely different meaning than it does when you are looking at that hairstylist uh you know and and hoping that the lord will have mercy upon her you know there those are two completely different viewpoints if you're laying in a bed and you're dying of cancer and you've worked your whole life for jesus uh you know traveling as a missionary all over the world, then there is absolutely nothing sinful or wrong for you to want to be in the presence of Jesus and to die. Okay, hallelujah. Oh, absolutely and, not and correct. So would no. I. You know, so yeah, I'm I'm always looking at it and I'm re- I read it and you know it depends on the mood that you're in. You know what I mean? If you're in a mood where you're feeling sorry for somebody or whatever the case is, and you're thinking from earthly eyes and you're looking at a group of people that you know are going to perish or whatever the case is, your viewpoint on a particular scripture at that moment 
at that specific moment of time will likely be very different than it would be if you were heaven-minded, Colossians 3, 2, keep your mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world. When you're heaven-minded and you're reading Scripture, you have, you'll get something different from it. You know, so you're right. It's, it's lines but, upon lines, precepts upon precepts. Johnny, what the Bible does so well is let us look at a, a good look at the character of God. And, and you can see it in every single book that he, he takes no delight in, in the death of even the wicked. And so when Jonah went to Nineveh, he, God himself called Nineveh a great city, and it was wicked. But what did they do? They declared a fast, and they repented, and God relented. And we don't want to see anybody go to hell. It's a very real place, and it's forever. And, I mean, there's plenty of testimonies out there. You can go on YouTube all day long of people that died and went there. Um, I've had plenty of hell right here on earth. Um, Some of the things that I have survived are pretty bad. You get abducted one time and get in a ship with those beings. You're in the presence of evil, and and you don't ever want to be there again. And, And then they come get you another time. Yeah, so, I couldn't um, agree more. So when we have this, 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 and I, I mean, we can see it building up all over the place. We can see it building up here, and we know that the outcome of these vaccines is altogether bad. I mean, I can't see a good outcome unless the Lord decides to intervene and cause all of this to come to nothing, which. And who knows? I mean, maybe he might. I, we have a good God who's capable of a lot of things, uh, anything. Anything is possible with the Lord. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. But we can see it. We can see it building up in these weird underwater Tonga volcanoes, you know, exploding and causing tsunamis. And they're saying, it, you know, the caldera, Yellowstone. I mean, if you, everywhere you look, there's more things that look like they are pointing straight at the day of the Lord or the tribulation. Right. And I've also had, you know, a decade worth plus, 15, 12 years plus of conversations with, you know, preachers, teachers, pastors, Mm. people that have been on Sid Roth, people that have written five, six books that have been on Jim Baker's program, all kinds of things. Not that I'm saying that that's anything to be like a wow about or anything, but I'm just saying it, you know, a very large cross section of various different uh, levels of stuff. And, and the fascinating thing about it is like, you know, I would bring up, well, what about the poor? What about the poor? poor? You know, the, you know, can't we do this? You know, this and, that? And, and they would and I'd get a response and it was a very wise response. And the response was that you will always have the poor. Well, what about the people well, that are right. sitting in Nineveh? What, what about could God relent? Could could we save the world? Could we do all this stuff? Could we do? And, and, and the answer that would come back that was exceedingly wise and absolutely gushing with the Holy Spirit was that you are always going to have the sinners. You are always going to have the sinful nations. You are always going to have. So then then there's another viewpoint that you can take. You can say, well, gee, you know, I want to, I'm going to do everything that I can to save every single soul that is out there. But by virtue of doing so, I will not see Jesus until I die. 
So the fact of the matter is, if you read the Bible and you look at all the things that have to happen that Jesus told him himself, he said, this will happen, then that will happen, then this will happen, then that will happen, then this will happen, then that will happen. And when all these things happen, then I will come for you. So, and I, you know, without going and tearing apart Matthew 24 and all of it, this course and, and all that kind of stuff, the bottom line is, when we know that there's going to always be sinful nations, when we know that there's always going to be, you know, so, so you know, like my sister Paula, she's precious. She's a lovely, wonderful, tongue-speaking, Holy Spirit book Christian. But you know what? She prays against the, the book of Revelation. She prays against the Olivet Discourse. She prays against Jesus coming. Essentially, she doesn't look at it that way, but that is essentially what she's doing. She's praying against because – and, and, and here's the thing. If you really have a conversation with her, she'll come right out and she'll tell you. It's be not, it's more not because she's praying that God is going to somehow miraculously send down, uh, you know, bazillions of angels to come down and just save everybody's soul and everybody's going to go to heaven, which is never going to happen. Um, but it's because she's worried that the darkness will rise, that things will get so horrible, and she's too old, her knees hurt, she's had knee replacement surgery, and she doesn't want to have to deal with it. So she prays as hard as she can. That Trump's going to come back, save the world. Everything's going to get honky dory. We're all going to sing kumbaya and sit around the you know fireplace. And I'm like, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says this is going to happen. It's going to get bad. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And then Jesus is going to come. And you know what? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. At the end of the day, but he also said to pray to escape. He does oh, say well, to escape. You know, the funny thing about he that is I used to always think that applied directly to us. You know, pray always to us. You know, pray, you know Luke 21, 36, pray always yeah, to us. Yeah. Always consider about. But think about this. How do you think the people in the 1500s felt about that? How do you think the people in the 1100s felt about that? Pray always to be found worthy to escape. I, I thought to myself, did the people in the 1100s think the rapture was going to happen? Did the people in, you know, when Paul was walking around on the oh, look at look at the, look well, at Thessalonica. Look at the book of Thessalonica. Yeah, look at Thessalonica. Right, right, right. There right. they were. They, they were quitting their imminent. jobs. They, right. They're quitting their jobs, and they're, they're like pissing off the Apostle Paul. He, I can just imagine Paul Leaving running around marriages. with ice water. Smacking him with a fly sweater right. going, get back to work, get back to work. What are you doing? What's the matter with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, that's one of the things I love about husband. That's why I love right. the Bible. They were leaving their husbands, wives. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's crazy. It's ab- 1836, the, the original Seventh-day Adventist under L.N.G. White. They, they all thought they were leaving, you, you know. And here we are right now, and never before in the history of the world, and this is one thing I've said, I think, it's a, I think it's a message of hope. Some people would not look at it that way. If they're looking at it from an earthly position, they're looking at it from, I want to save Nineveh, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you look at the, just the facts, just the facts, man, like a Dragnet episode, okay, here's the thing. This We'll just call it bioweapon attack against mankind, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. This event is the first global judgment that our Heavenly Father has allowed since Noah's flood. Since Noah's flood. And I'm like, you know what? Either this is – but here's the thing. You don't know how fast uh, – it doesn't mean that the birth pangs are going to speed up. It doesn't mean that God has induced, induced a labor. It, it doesn't mean any of that. It, it, but it is definitely some kind of a turning point. It is I, – I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 60 in two weeks or no uh, – 
four or five, six weeks. But anyway, um, and I look at it and I'm going, yeah, I know my memory is already failing. What, I, what can I tell you? I don't even know what year it is. Um, but, <laughs> but, but when you look at it, it's a big I just think event. after a certain time, we stop counting. I just don't care anymore. I know. People are like, oh, man, you're down on yourself, man. You should be happy for your birthday. And I'm like, please, just get away from me. Take that lousy, crummy box of keto candy away from me. I don't care. <laughs> Don't remind me. You know, Johnny, but we have to live right now. And I cannot live in a soup mix of total evil and darkness. I am here on assignment from the Lord, as you are. And every one of us that are called by his name have an assignment. And, you know, it's, it's difficult (laughs) trying to figure out, you know, how then shall we live? And so, of course, why do you think I haven't left my house in like three years? (laughs) 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 You know, you talk about, you talk about hairstylists and meeting this person and people are getting weird on the road. And I'm going like, wow, I wonder what it's like to actually leave my house. I wonder if I'd see those things too, you know? I'm just like, I, I, I go from my bedroom to my office to work. Then I go back, take my shower, rinse and repeat every single day. It's the same thing. I like, don't leave my house. I don't have a reason to leave my house. Oh, well, I wait, I take that back. I did go get my hair cut. Sometimes I just don't even do that. Sometimes I'll just grab out my wall clippers and say, the heck with it. Beetle Bailey it is. Wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just don't care. I'm like. I'm like yeah, not gonna pose for like GQ magazine anytime soon. I know, right? I just I remember, to me it's nobody's like, looking anyway. <laughs> I know, and I wouldn't well, want I them get to. That. I know. I, I had my boss. My boss says to me on on the phone. It was a Zoom meeting, you know, as a one on one. And, um, you know, I don't know how we got on the subject, but I said, well, you know, I live alone. I don't have, you know, I don't have a spouse or anybody to help me around the house or anything. He goes like, well, you should do like, <laughs> you should do like I did and go out on Match.com. And I looked at him straight into that camera on Zoom and I said, they're all insane. <laughs> and he laughed. He laughed. It was almost like he kind of related to what I was saying. But anyway, it's I, I've had the craziest things happen to me. I gave up on that stuff a long time ago. I am content hiding out in my bedroom. I read books. I read the Bible. I spend oh, yeah. time. Reading. You know. And, oh, and by the way, to those yeah. of you out who are occupying, there's a uh, season two of Sweet Magnolias is coming out Friday. Okay, so this weekend you can binge season two of Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. So anyway, that's my gift to you for listening to the show this long. Praise God. Because we're all hunting for something clean we can watch that, that, you know, doesn't doesn't throw ugly, ugly, ugly in your face all the time. But anyway, oh, have you noticed there's like nothing, there's nothing, that's I, I, all boring. It's everything is boring. The movies are boring. There's very little that's even watchable. But yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, I don't us. leave the house a whole lot. I do every now and again. But the other day I was going through my closet and I'm like, why do you have all these clothes so you can walk around the house? <laughs> I can't rid of them. What do we need these for? I mean, this is just ridiculous. So anyway, I totally get I, that because we I, have I, pretty much. I hear you. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. I, wa- yeah. I, I go downstairs for the sole purpose of feeding my one fish while there's a pleco in there, and it's just kind of a dinosaur plus one fish. But anyway, um, so I go down and feed my fish. I give my dogs a little can of meat food, you know, just as a treat, one one can a day. And, um, uh-huh. and, and that's, it. that's the only reason I go downstairs. And I look around and I go, wow, you know, that's really pretty furniture, you know, and – uh, but I never sit on it. I never do anything down there. And it's like then I go back upstairs and that's it. And I, and I was today today I kid you not today I actually had a little book open, and I was like stuff I stuff I would like to keep versus stuff I ought to get rid of. <laughs> okay, and I'm like thinking, man, I exactly. got like you know, six rooms in the house. Of, yeah, it's like you got to watch that George Carlin. I mean, it's pretty, you know, bad language and everything. But the George Carlin uh, uh, skit about what is stuff. a house but a place you keep you keep your stuff. <laughs> and then and, when you and, leave and your house, you, you have a suitcase room. to bring your stuff. You figure it out. <laughs> you got to buy a bigger house. You need more stuff. I've actually thought about that at times because I would find this really cool piece of artwork. I love Amish paintings, you know, Amish farms and stuff in Pennsylvania. I love that stuff. And I found this beautiful painting, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I wish there was some way I could build onto my house so I had more walls to put more painting. (laughs) Right. This is insane. You need more walls for more painting. Maybe I need well, to get rid of this you know, Jesus painting so I can put up this Amish painting. I, it's, it's just absolute insanity. Oh. I have talked to a number of Christians here lately, and I'm one of them, where I feel the Lord is telling me to get my house in order. What does this mean? Get rid of the extraneous junk. I, I live in a big house, but it's 130 years old. There are no closets. Zero. Um which makes it really interesting because where do you put your stuff? You, you, you find neat ways of putting – oh, wait a minute. There is one closet. I'm sorry, but the doors don't work. Anyway, you find neat ways of just leaving it out. And yeah. I want to get rid of – you've got to look at it. No, it's got to go. Uh, well, I so um, I tried to clean, I, I tried to clean out the garage. Okay, now I didn't clean out the garage, and you're going to say no way, John. And I'm going to tell you yes way, Elena. Okay, so I – I had, um, you know, Mary Lee needed a place to stay for a little while, so I, you know, invited her here, all that kind of stuff, and it was all cool. And um, I had to clean, but I had to clean out the garage to make room for shelves so that she had place to put her stuff. So I said, you would never, you would just believe how much stuff people have. I mean, it's like stuff after stuff after piles of stuff, and it was unbelievable. So, so then I'm like, how do I get all this stuff to the dump? So they had to hire a guy that had a pickup truck to come over. He must have made four runs. Now, this is a very big, long bed pickup truck, a big, monstrous behemoth of a truck. And it was so piled up, it made the Beverly Hillbillies truck look like, you know, a really neat little <laughs> sedan. It was, and four or five runs to the dump. And I still had too much stuff, you know. But anyway, it's, it's, you're right. I think we're coming to a time where we where we may end up having to move. We may have to let go of the things that we're comfortable with. I that's one of the reasons why I made the list, Elena. The reason why I was making that list was because deep down in my heart, I feel I could be wrong, but I just feel that we're coming to a time 
where our mobility may be necessary. We may have to go somewhere right. else. You know what I mean? Mhm. I do. I do. And I, you know, I have considered that too. And I know there's people, they have pretty extensive bug out bags. I, okay. No, no. Um, I, when I said, when I said go somewhere else, I meant cold stones because I really love ice cream. No, I'm kidding. It's just a joke. <laughs> I love cold stone ice cream. It's I awesome. Yeah. I, I ordered cold see, stones the other there's night. There's a blessing. Well, you know, it was a double-edged kind of upside-down Isaiah 29 sort of a blessing because I'm sitting there, and it's like the first time I had, I kid you not, the first time I had ice cream in like years, and I just said, the heck with it, I am actually going to have some ice cream because I was kind of feeling bummed out down in the doms. You know, we get like that. I'm, I'm a very roller coaster water sign type of a guy, you know, so I'm like, you know, at any given moment, I might be in a good mood or bad mood. I don't know. But at this particular time, I was in uh, the heck with it mood and I'm going to get myself some cold stones. So I went ahead and made the, you know, place the delivery order and everything. And the guy pulls up in the driveway and I'm looking at him through the security camera and he's got a package on the roof of his car and he's just standing in my driveway. He's not doing anything. He's looking at the package, looking at the package, looking. I mean, this went on for like five or six minutes straight. And I finally said to myself, you yeah, know what? Ice I never... cream is melting. Tell me about it. So I, I'm like, okay, that does it. I am going to have to totally go downstairs. And I did. I went all the way downstairs, opened up the front door, walked all the way out into the lawn, walked over to him. And I was nice to him. I wasn't mean or anything. But I said, is that my ice cream? And he goes, I, 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 you know, I guess he wasn't really sure. Well, guess what? Oh, he wasn't my. sure. Because when I got back upstairs, it was melted and it was like some other weird gummy bear flavor. So I guess somebody else got mine and I got theirs. It was all melted. So that was my first ice cream experience in like three years. Yay. Oh, (laughs) that's so disappointing. That's okay. It's all right. I mean, think about it. Leave your house long enough to go there. (laughs) I know. I I could, but one of those scary demon possessed, you know, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't know. I just. It's the world is weird, and I just I get forced to go well, out for my job, you know, and fly to different places, and right. that's you know. Right. But the rest of the so time, when you I'm get just, home, oh. you're home. Yeah, yeah. When you get home, you're home. You don't want to. Right. I get it. I get that. Yeah. Um, and the more people, the more this this uh, whatever this soup mix they put in these jabs becomes realized within the within human beings. They're connected into these huge AI things. I've actually seen the databases. So, yeah, that, this is very real what's going on right now. See, expect the unexpected. I mean, we're living in a soup mix of mind control and devils. It's, it's tough. But we're blessed because we belong to the kingdom. We're set apart from that. And and we're, we're and when people aren't, I honestly, I hurt for them. My soul grieves for them. I want so bad for them to know my Jesus because he's wonderful. He's wonderful. Would you and, use and that to close with a prayer for us tonight? I That's sure a great will. Father in. God, Father God, in Jesus' name, we just come before your throne of grace and mercy. And we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for the blessings you have given us. We thank you for this, this podcast. 
We thank you for the people listening in. Father God, in Jesus' name, I am just asking that if there's anybody that you're listening and, and you're probably getting mad because you, you know this this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, if she really had a God, why wouldn't He rescue her from that kind of stuff? Um, I don't have an answer for that, but I do know He was with me in it, and He walked me through it. And if you're listening in. I really want to encourage you to get to know Jesus. He's wonderful. He loves you. He loves you with a love that you, we, me, we can't understand. But if you look at what he did on Calvary, understand he did that for you. That gives you a little idea of how much he loves you. I have said so many times, I can't get some people to go down the street and get me a quart of milk, but the one through whom all things were created loved me enough to go to the cross and suffer a horrendous death as the judgment for my sin so I could live with him forever and ever and ever. And he wants that for every single human being. You are made in his image You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and he's right there with you now. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I am just asking that you would move upon the hearts of people listening in, that they would come to know how awesome you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you again, Elena, for joining us tonight. And very moving and very relevant, again, message, um, as I said earlier, to really get people thinking about where we are, why we're here, what's going on, and really what's, you know, queued up and teed up and and where our hearts ought to be for the lost uh, in our prayer lives um, in, in the days that we have available until that big moment when we get to leave. Praise Jesus. So anyway, thank you again. Oh, yes, Lord. God bless you all for joining us. I'm looking at my, my calendar. It's February the 2nd of 2022, if you can believe that. Uh, and we will see wow, you, uh, Lord willing, Friday night, 7 p.m. at the prayer vigil. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Elena. Oh, thank God bless you. you. God bless you, too. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our minds. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind 